Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Greed. Xenophobia. White supremacy. A nation in the grips of a pandemic. Healthcare resources strained to their limits. An economy on the brink of collapse. And at the helm, a clueless con artist who cares more about his own re-election over saving lives. Join Liberal Dan Radio for Talk from the Left That's Right. Live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and 24-7 at liberaldan.com. We must unite to save this country in spite of this buffoon's ineptitude before it's too late. you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. If you are signed up for Blog Talk Radio, which is free, you can always feel free to join the conversation in the chat room uh, at the episode page. You already have one user in. Welcome, user. Um, This is RB something, bunch of numbers, so hey. Um, glad you could join us and hopefully we'll have more over the course of the show. Uh, you can always leave your questions there or call in. And if you're listening live after the live broadcast, I should say, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com at facebook.com slash liberaldan or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, remember, I also have episodes of the minicast, shorter versions. Sometimes they're a little less political, a little more personal. Sometimes they're more fun. Sometimes they do get political over on the minicast at anchor.fm slash liberal Dan. And if you want to support liberal Dan radio, you can become a liberal Dan Patreon, go to patreon.com slash liberal Dan as well. Uh, shout out to my little bro, the host of the most Nimbus Yosh with the Percy podcast. And you should always check him out as well. Some, uh, he actually wound up talking about something on his podcast today that I am going to be talking about as well, which is the whole thing about Nick Cannon and him getting fired from Viacom. Um, and there are other issues that we're going to be talking about today as well. Um, so let, let's just go ahead and go for the gold from the start because I'm sitting there and I, I see some headline about Viacom CBS letting Nick Cannon go. And my automatic assumption was what did these, what, what did they do wrong to in, in a bad response to Nick Cannon? That, that was, that was my initial response. My initial response was going to be just be, you know, there's probably some upset white executive at Viacom at CBS who who is just reacting to something correct that Nick Cannon said. Oh, was I wrong? <laughs> oh, was I wrong? 
Because, look, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I was all gung-ho to actually be talking on the show in, in defense of Nick Cannon and, and why, you know, white people and people in power need to stop being oversensitive to, to crap that they hear and people speaking truth to power. And there's plenty of examples of, of Nick Cannon speaking truth to power. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I wish I could continue to be on – Team Nick Cannon, and a, lo- and a lot of the stuff that he said that he did get crap for, I don't care about. You know, the Percy podcast did talk about a little bit of the other things that Nick Cannon talked about, about white people or, or the people who lack melanin being more capable of, of, of murder and rape or whatever, or you know, less civilized, more animalistic if the less melanin you have or whatever. Whatever crap there, that doesn't bother me. I mean, white supremacy as a whole is is problematic, and and, and I'm not going to be mad about people who are fighting white supremacy and, and in their anger at white versus white supremacy say some stuff that may or may not be true, may sound stupid or counterintuitive. I don't know. It, it that doesn't bother me. You know, it's it's I'm I'm. Understand, white people have done plenty to make them deserving of chastisement, and white people often need a thicker skin to understand that when people are are talking about issues pertaining to black people, that that there's going to be a lot of anger going on because white people have let a lot of things go on in today's society. But no, 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 this is not what I'm angry about. This is this this is what what got me from being team Nick. Cause I listened, I watched um, the uh, show with the, with the uh, mass singer with him. I, I enjoyed, I thought he was very entertaining. I've seen some of his other projects again, very entertaining. And I, I've heard some of the other things he said, and I would stand up and applaud him for saying it as well until today. So, he had uh, Griffin, Mr. Griffin, on the show, um, and he was uh, talking about – he had a conversation, I guess, an interview with the Washington Times in which um, he said, the Jews are wicked, and we can prove this, is what Griffin said. Uh, he says that the Jews were responsible for, quote, the majority of wickedness that goes across the globe. Uh, speaking to Mr. Cannon – uh, Mr. Griffin doubled down on his past remarks about the influence of Jewish people, Jewish people, Jewish people in the music and media industries. And he goes, I'm hated now because I told the truth. Now, Nick Cannon could have said a wide variety of things that could have just let it be like, you know, okay, you, you said what you said, but I'm not going to get myself in trouble neither. But he said the probably the worst thing he could have said in three words. I mean, maybe he could have said worse. He could have dropped the K word or whatever, said some other epitaph dealing with Jewish people. And because there are several that you could use, you could pick from. And his response was, you're speaking facts. He told Mr. Griffin the person who said the Jews are wicked and we can prove this. The person who said that the Jews are, quote, 
are responsible for, quote, the majority of the wickedness that goes on across the globe, and that the Jewish people uh, have, have heavy influence in the media and music industries. Mr. Cannon, Nick Cannon says, you're speaking facts. And that's the thing that pissed me off is because this is, this is the, the if you want to be, I'll be, I'll be fine. I said this on Twitter. This is the language of the oppressor. The language that they're using is the language of the oppressors. And what do I mean by that? I mean, and if you want to join the conversation, it is area code, uh, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. RB in the chat. Everybody has an opinion and everybody can be offended. Who cares? You know, everybody does have an opinion. Uh, opinions are like um, something. Does. Everybody has at least one and um, most of them stink, uh, as, as the saying goes. But uh, who cares is the fact that when Nick Cannon was, 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 was agreeing with Griffin about this, he to to repeat what the oppressors say, and again, what am I, what do I mean by that? White supremacists, the Klan, neo Nazis, people who hate both black people and Jews. I, I don't know. Some people would say that they hate black people more. Some people would say that they hate Jews more. I don't know. I I don't know many white supremacists slash Klan members slash neo Nazis to to be able to take a poll. And figure out what that is, what, who they hate more, black people or Jewish people, as they would say, uh, likely say at least. Um, but they might they might use other words. I wouldn't use the other words, but they might use the other words. So these people want to harm black people. These people want to harm Jews. They don't view Jewish people as white people, even. You know, I'd say little old me, but little old me is a little bit of a lie. Big old me, I'm. if you look at me, you're just going to see white. <laughs> you probably won't even see Jewish. I don't necessarily look Jewish, according to most people I, I talk to. But if they were to find out that I was Jewish, they would say, no, no, he's not white. He's Jewish. And they hate us about the same level, I would probably say, as they hate black people. And I think they probably... I would go out of limb and say that they they might hate us more. They might dis, they might discriminate. They might have done worse things to black people, but they might actually hate us more if if that makes sense. And but these sort of tropes, the whole you know, I'm surprised that Griffin didn't say that the Jews went and cooked uh, babies. The babies of Goyim, the 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 Gentile babies into their unleavened bread for Passover, because that's a anti-Semitic trope. I am not. I'm surprised that they didn't say the other thing. But Jews controlling the media, Jews controlling the music industry, which is really just part of the media, uh, that gets lumped in with it. That is an anti-Semitic trope that has existed for decades if not centuries however long the media has existed that's how long this idea that jews control it existed pretty much and so why do i why did i 
I actually thought this person in chat, RB, I actually thought Cannon's argument sounded similar uh, to a KKK argument. It, and it is, it is a KKK argument because it's not just, it's not even reverse. The Klan would tell you. The Klan do not like me. They don't like Jews. They, they, they would make that argument. And, and let me tell you, the people who would love to see this going on, like Jews and, and black people fighting against each other, are the white supremacists, the Klan members, the neo-Nazis, the people who want to put all of us down and instead don't have to worry that they could just watch us in fight. But there's a, there's a history between black people and Jewish people. And, and let me go back. Let me, I, I had about seven minutes before the podcast started, before I was able to, uh, before I could, was able to get on. So I had to make sure the computer was started and everything like that because we, we gained power at 10.53 our time. <laughs> so I haven't had time to organize the chat room and put the audio bits, whatever they were. So I mean, found the uh, commercial book. Let me go ahead and take the first commercial break. Come back, take your calls as well, 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And we'll be talking more about uh, the Nick Cannon issue and other issues as well. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. 
What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune. And welcome back to Liberland Radio, Talk From The Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, Terry code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. We're talking about Nick Cannon and his foolishness that he was talking about. One of the things that that bothers me about this whole thing is, is not just this, but there are other instances where I've seen people act in a way that I don't want them to act, is that Jewish people and black people should be natural allies uh, when it comes to uh, racism, fighting bigotry, fighting white supremacy. We should be standing together. In fact, I would point to Martin Luther King, um, who specifically wanted African-Americans to remember the contributions made by Jews uh, to the civil rights cause, among them college students like Michael Schwerner and Andrew Goodman, who were martyred alongside Mississippi and James Cheney during the Freedom Summer of 64. That was where the civil rights murders in Philadelphia, Mississippi happened. Uh, Herschel, a refugee from Hitler, who marched with King uh, for voting rights in Selma in Alabama in 1965. Uh, according to this article, he believed that the experience of the Jews during the Holocaust was significant to civil rights. There isn't anyone in this country, as he said, uh, who is more likely to understand our struggle than the Jews. Uh, his lawyer and close advisor, Clarence Jones, said King told him, whatever progress we've made so far as a people, their support has been essential. Um, but it goes the other way, too. And when I see there are some Jews who are absolutely racist, and when I see them be racist, it pisses me off because I see – uh, the, after World War II, uh, we had a lot of Jewish ref- refugees, and, Jew- and the United States failed to resettle them. And who stepped up? Historically black colleges and universities. Um, there was some uh, issues, you know, Trump is trying to turn away refugees, but there has been a, uh, uh, as the Nazis took power in Germany, Jews faced immediate danger, uh, despite pogroms and concentration camps. Uh, Jews could not just come to the United States. They had to prove they would not be a, quote, public charge, i.e. that they could support themselves financially. And how do you do that if you don't have a guaranteed job? Well, guess who gave Jewish people or some Jewish people guaranteed jobs? Historically, black colleges and universities uh, who stepped up and said, we're going to take these people in. We're going to offer them jobs so they can come to this country. And so the Jewish people who could be who could teach in these universities could be saved from what was going on in Russia and in Germany. Uh, and the people attending those colleges could be benefited by having the scholars come in and teaching them as well. It was a, obviously a, a, a way for each of them to help each other, but it was a very important thing. And one that I think is often neglected by anybody who's Jewish or raised Jewish, who, who wants to, who, who acts like a racist. 
uh, or who is racist, because, you know, again, Jews and black people have stood together against oppression um, and they've done it together for a very long time and we need to continue to do so. So when Nick Cannon and other people use the language of oppressors, use the language that the tropes that are used by white supremacists, by neo-Nazis, by the Klan, it's problematic and, and I'm going to speak out about it. And According to RB in the chat room, unless someone interferes with your life personally, it really doesn't matter what they say. That's not true, because if you let white supremacy, neo-Nazism just get a foothold, then you're lost. And I, 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 there are definitely reasons to have, you know, there, I think that you could probably point to people in cancel culture that have been canceled, you know, ridiculously. But there are some people who have been canceled for very good reasons, and, and nobody has the responsibility to give anybody a platform. And, and so if, if you're going to say something, um, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction said by multiple people. Um, and it's a Newtonian thing. It's a Jefferson thing. If you just watched Hamilton. Um, and if, if you say something that, that crosses the line, do not be surprised when people don't want to work with you anymore. So, but one person I do want to work with and one person who, has also, again, I mentioned, did talk about this on his podcast uh, with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast. I am glad to welcome back onto the program uh, Nimbus Yosh, the host of the most, my little bro. Welcome back onto the show. How are you doing this evening? Man, what's happening, big brother Dan? How are you feeling? I am very happy now that I have power again. I, a friend of mine, apps just when we were talking about Facebook about it, I was like, look, he was like, you're going to lose power tonight. I'm like, I know, I know we're going to lose power. Don't jinx, don't jinx us. Don't give us that hex. But, you know, the storm was over with, and then we lost power because Algiers is stupid. But yeah. that's what it is. And so we're doing the show a little late, and that maybe helps allow you to come on the show. So welcome. I'm glad to have you. It, so it you talked does. about this. You talked about this a little bit today, and, and I definitely encourage everybody to go listen to that episode and other episodes of the Percy podcast. Um, but uh, what, what do you have to add? Because, you know, I, as, as somebody who's Jewish, I can definitely speak on the issues pertaining to Judaism. But as somebody who's black, you can do a better job informing the audience about what's going on with uh, on your side and how, 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 how people are feeling, because there's some strange things going on on Twitter. I had one person, uh, oh, she responded back. There was somebody who said, white men stole the identity of Hebrews and took over Palestine. They are horrible. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Nick Cannon is right. And I basically told her, I was like, look, uh, so Nazis and white supremacists come at me and I'm going to show them your tweet and say, Brandy says, I'm not a real Jew. I'm sure they'll listen to you. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, so since you're the expert, how many Jews died in the Holocaust since all these apparently white people who are Jews are not really Jews, according to her. And I basically told her that if you're not black or Jewish, or if you don't have a degree in history, stay in your goddamn lane. Um, she didn't like that. (laughs) What do you have to say? The whole thing I think is ridiculous. I, I did an episode about hoteps, right? Right. And it, the the whole thing is, first of all, it's kind of superfluous, I think. Um, see, I don't exactly know the history behind, you know, the, the the black Hebrews and then the white Hebrews or whatever. I just I think it's weird, 
you know, straight up and down. But Professor Griff, Farrakhan, these, in my opinion, these are the type of people that would be like, if they were in power, we'd be talking to talking about them like David Duke and, and Donald Trump. <laughs> they, they're ridiculous. They, they, I hate to use the word, but they're black supremacists. They're definitely black nationalists. And I, I just don't, I, I don't understand how people are just jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I wanted to give Louis Farrakhan a, a chance. So one day, I think I was in mm-hmm. high school, and, and everybody was saying all these horrible things about Louis Farrakhan and what he had to say. And I'm like, you know, I'm not the type of person to just hear other people say, this person's terrible. I, I, I want to I hear it for myself. And I watched one of his, like it was an hour-long episode or hour-long sermon. And for the first 55 minutes, there was nothing but empowering talk and talk about how Mm. you have to lift yourself up by your bootstraps, how you have to, all these things. And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? This this sounds great. I love it. And then in the last five minutes, it was Mm -hmm. like, and it's all the fault of the Jews. And I was like, what? Where, where'd that come from? What happened to lifting yourself up? No, and then the last five minutes, he ruined it all. He, he, he built up all this good stuff, and then he ruined it all. He got everybody riled up, and then it was like, now it's the Jews' fault. And I'm like, what? No, stop. Yeah, and I see, mean, what, what uh, the, the white supremacists and the black supremacists love to do is like, all right, so they kind of see – I'm going to use a Star Wars reference. They kind of see the Jews as, like, the upper echelon of the empire. You know, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, uh, Darth, uh, Darth Maul, you know, the the guys that are, that are in charge. They're the ones that mm. create the infrastructure to keep down the white man, right, to keep down the, the common uh, red-blooded American or whatever European uh, white man. The black people are the foot soldiers. They're the ones that – are just we're just here to prop up the jews to to do the work of the jews to do the labor of the jews we're not we're not in charge of anything you know we're just manipulated by the jews to uh keep y'all in power keep you in power over hollywood over the music industry over the banks it's it's ridiculousness and it's and it's also kind of projection because you have the richest one percent who is it necessarily all white? There's obviously, you know, black billionaires and stuff, even though it's only 1% right. of the billionaires in America is black. Um, but you have them basically doing the whole, there's a video about Matthew Cook about race baiting. And mm-hmm. they're the ones that basically, uh, they, they trick the middle class and lower class white people into supporting them against their own interests. Because economically, uh, a middle-class white person has way more in common with a middle-class black person than they do with a white billionaire. But they feel like, okay, well, we're going to give you a path to become rich like us, to join our club, as long as you vote against your interests. You know, you have that that lane of social mobility, and that's how they have them tricked. So it's projection because, like I said, they think that the black people are the ones propping up the Jews – when really you have, you know, the racist white folks and the casual racist white folks, not just the ones that's like, you know, uh, well, I hate N-words and so on and so forth, but the ones that's like, mm, what about black-on-black crime? You know, mm, it, it was it, because of affirmative action, my son couldn't get into college. You know, those type of, you know, casual, not really understanding, maybe even well-meaning middle-class or lower-class white people propping up 
the conservative fascist that's messing this country completely over. I'm trying not to curse, and it's real hard. But uh, you, um, can, you can let a few slip. That's fine. It's not a big deal. It's late, late night with mm, Liberal Dan and the smooth sound. <laughs> Uh, the late night Dan session. Yes. So anyway, but yeah, that goes back all the way to, to the Confederacy because why were, were poor whites fighting to help rich whites own slaves? Because, mm-hmm. because they were, they believed that one day there was a path. One day they might be a rich white person too, and they might be able to own themselves some slaves as well. And they wanted to be able to get in on that. Meanwhile, there was no way that they were going to be able to elevate themselves in in their class structure of the South to be able to to get themselves some plantations and own themselves some slaves. That wasn't happening. Especially but, if that they have to compete with the slaves now that they're people. Right. Oh, you know, gosh forbid that we uh, count black people as people, except for when you're counting them for census purposes, for the apportionment for the Congress, uh, the so-called grand compromise that founded mm-hmm. this, partially founded this country. Um, yeah. And, and so, that reminds me of that one video from the daily show where, you know, you had a guy holding a Confederate flag, having an argument with the black guy. And the big thing that he said that, you know, he thought he won the argument was my family was too poor. Do you know how much slaves cost? Like, yeah, you just <laughs> killed your whole argument with that. <laughs> yeah. The, the reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then I hope we can get into a whole argument of whether or not a whole discussion, I guess we wouldn't argue about it, but a whole discussion over mm-hmm. the ideas of, you know, the Confederacy and, 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 and everything that everybody wants to prop up the, um, a, a group that lasted longer than lasted didn't last as long as most TV shows that are popular. Um, right. I no, but I mean, I, Game I just, of Thrones lasted longer. Yeah, absolutely, and, and uh, <laughs> even even the last couple seasons of the Game of Thrones is better than the Confederacy. Um, I actually didn't mind the last season of Game of Thrones, but I, I, I was you know dragons. Oh no! Yeah, I know. It could have been much better, but Game of Thrones. It could have been much better, but you know, it's just when I saw that I was trying to do a hashtag Nick Cannon when I was making the show, and all of a sudden I saw mm-hmm. hashtag Nick Cannon is right. I'm like, ooh, I mean, do they mean Nick Cannon is right as in right winged or what? Do they mean that Nick Cannon is right as in he's not wrong? Uh, uh, uh. And see, I thought that you know Nick Cannon was fired because you know he was talking about white people, like straight up, you know, not not Jewish people, but white right. people. And even I mean, he, even when I was uh I was arguing with some people online, I'm like, you know, I don't I don't doubt that Nick Cannon said some anti Semitic stuff, but I mean, one, he's been saying that forever, him and Ice Cube, believe it or not. But two, I thought he was just talking about white people being savages, white people not having melanin, so they have to develop a, a warrior type spirit. And I'm thought I'm thinking and that's that's common. That I totally understand that. You know, even though right. I don't I don't say anything like that, but you know, I understand why he would say stuff like that. But yeah, I, out they, if it was just that, I'd be like, "Come on, CBS, just just let it go," because you know mm-hmm. he's even even if he's not talking necessarily truth to power. I mean, white people should be able to handle handle Nick Cannon saying stuff like that. But once he flipped to the Jews thing is is when my my switch went off, and I was like, you know what, I 
I'll try to I'll try to support you. But I had a, somebody unfriend me and, and block me today on Facebook because I was like, look, you know, you, you you don't speak. I mean, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But to me, when when you are speaking the language of the oppressors, you're doing the work of the oppressors. Exactly. Exactly. So, now and, I could. It, what you said earlier about you know them just having an opinion, the fact is it's uh, like in my opinion, uh, this comes from uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, racism doesn't have any power unless there's you know wealth to back that up. Unless there's power to back that up. When the the language of the oppressors in this particular situation, you know, hating on the Jews and so on and so forth, that's the language of the oppressors that the oppressors use to keep right. us down. They're like. To keep us from getting jobs, to keep us from, you know, getting the house that we want with the redlining and all that stuff. So yeah, these opinions actually have power opinions when you see them. Now, right. when somebody's like, you know, oh, well, I hate men, like something that'll easily get you banned off Facebook. And, 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 and they, men are kind of in the driver's seat and have been for the past couple centuries. Right. I don't like it, but I'm not going to get super mad over it, you know, maybe a little bit miffed, you know, me being a man and have to earn my manhood being black, but we're not the, we're the ones in power. You know, you're not going to, I'm not going to have a job denied to me because I'm a man. Right. Right. But when you're like, you know, well, black folks, you know, bone in the nose, ooga booga, all that, you know, racist stuff. I've been denied jobs, you know, because I was black. I've, I've been denied several things. I've been harassed by the police. We talk about Gretna all the time um, yep. because I'm black. Fucking <laughs> so so that's, that's when it becomes a problem. And a lot of people don't understand that. And Nick Cannon made that mistake and lost his job over it. Right. Straight up and down. He's speaking, he's speaking Nazi language. You know, it's the same right. thing. That's like, that's, that's why I say in my podcast, I don't mess with Farrakhan. I don't mess with the, uh, I think they're called the one percenters. I don't, I don't mess with the nation of Islam with that. You know, it just, it, no. The and whole thing where we're, get, we're the actual get, Jews. I don't get the, uh, I don't get the, was it the, 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 was it the African Jews or the African, the, the, the ones who, the, the ones who believe that they are the real Jews and that nobody else is really Jews. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget what their but, name is. They're the ones that were having the arguments with the between when there was that those little lily white MAGA hat wearing folks um with mm-hmm. with the whole issue with the native american as well and i forgot all oh, those people's names that were involved in that mess that happened and and somebody wanted i think cnn wound up having to settle to that idiot kid but because of some of the one of the things that they said oh, about i know what idiot. you talk about the yeah that, that one dude that like you know the, meme black of, the native american dude called. that was beating the drum yeah. Yeah. The black the black Israelites I think is is the proper name for what they look, look and there's they'll say that nobody else is the real Jews, they're the real Jews. And in reality, like there's there's always been this idea of the lost tribe. It, 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 as of somebody mm-hmm. raised Jewish, we've always had the idea of the lost tribe and we believe that the lost tribe was found in Ethiopia. And so we had a lot of um Ethiopian Jews who then came into Israel and then uh, I mean, these aren't American Jews for the most part. These are Israeli Jews over there, and, and they, some of them, the conservative ones, tended to be a little bit more horrible um, than than one would hope. And treated obviously, and started, as you would expect, treating uh, the the black Jews over there in Israel poorly 
um, some medical experiments were done. And I'm like, I, you, your nation was oh, founded geez. after World War II, after medical experiments were done on you, eugenics were done on you. Don't go do that to other people, you dumbasses. But again, the problem with Israel, as I've said before, is, is not it's not Jews, it's not Palestinians, it's 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 conservatives in all groups. The conservative conservative right. conservative Americans, conservative Israeli Jews, conservative Palestinian who who are t- typically the ones who wind up being the terrorists, like the Hamas types. Hamas is the conservatives over there. And so is Likud with the Netanyahu's over there. And then, but I mean, that's a whole nother show, but the, the, you know, but the idea that there are, that the Ethiopian Jews were the only real Jews and everybody else is just faking is just, and just what this crazy woman on Twitter um, is trying to tell me that, you know, we stole the identity of the Hebrews. Well, Tell that to the people, the 6 million Jews, and there was, there was 12 million total that died in the concentration camps, but 6 million Jews died in the concentration camps because they were Jewish. So don't tell me that they weren't Jews. They were Jewish enough for the Nazis to kill. And I'm, even though I don't practice, I haven't gone to synagogue in a very long time. I haven't you know, kept the Sabbath. I eat bacon, you know, but I'm still... <laughs> going to stand up and, and fight anti-Semitism. And, and so the, our member in the uh, chat room wonders why this affects me. Because if, if you stay silent to the language of the oppressors, you allow it to happen. And you cannot, you know, never again is, is what Jews will say. We will and never a, allow. And eventually, eventually when they take out their, you know, their enemies, their scapegoats or whatever, they're going to start coming after you. And then after they come after right. you, they're going to start eating each other. you got to nip that right. shit in the bud before it gets out of hand. Well, that's a famous poem. The first thing came from the train unionists. They eliminate us all. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's over for you next. You know, it's like, oh, well, you didn't help us take care of Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're going to take, we're going to go after you next. We're going to go through your tweets. We're going to go through your Facebook. You know what I'm saying? If you were in solidarity with Black Lives Matter, we're coming after you now. Right. You First gotta, they went after Black Lives Matter, then they went after the unions, then they went after the mm-hmm. LGBT folks. And then when they came after me, there was nobody left to say anything. So to answer the question of the chat room, how awful it must be to be so afraid, there are people who are worthy of fear and these people if they get power well they can't be allowed to get power again because we've seen in history what happens you know there's this myth amongst conservatives in america that if they were if they were um in these situations like if they were lined up in rows to you know to go dig their own graves before getting shot in the head that oh we would stand up and we would fight them and there's no way i would have let myself be thrown in a hole these people were beaten down so much at the time that they did fight. There was a, um, the Warsaw rebellion that took place. There are plenty of times when Jewish people tried to stand up and fight against the oppressors of the Nazi regime to try and defend their freedom. It just didn't work because no one else had their back because no one else stood with them. And so, so when you, you know, and maybe it's part of the way I was raised in that, you know, and I think this is being raised right. First and foremost, that we also, um, what is the, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I am only for myself, who am I? And if not now, when? Um, that is a famous uh, Jewish proverb. And if, if so, if I'm just going to sit there and, I, and I'm not, if, if I don't look out for myself, you know, if I don't watch out for 
the, the people, the, the dangers that might lurk, you know, then who else is going to be for me? But again, if I'm only for myself, who am I? So if I'm, if I'm, I'm not just going to sit here and, and defend Jewish issues, I'm going to see other people who are, you know, pained as well. A lot of people, um, if, if you go back to March, uh, when I had um, Evie Winters on the show and talking about trans issues, um, you know, she asked a question on Facebook about what, what caused you, what one thing caused you uh, to want to stand up for trans rights? And I was like, you know, there was no really one thing that made me go, aha. You know, the only thing I could point to was the, <laughs> the matter of my birth and me being raised right by parents who, who taught me to, to, to actually think of other people and to, and to worry about other people and to, and to always want to learn about new things and, and understand and, and always be inquisitive. And, and uh, the group that I kind of linked to from that show, which is like, sounds like you need to be educated on transgender issues. Um, that's on Facebook. If you want to check it out, anybody listening, but you know, it's one of, one of the reasons I love that group is because they have the emotional energy in that group to answer the questions that people might have. And I'm, I learn new things to this day on that group. I learn new things listening to your podcast. I learn new things listening to other people because I don't know what it's like to live as a trans person in America or a gay person in America or a, or a black person in America, a Hispanic person in America. So I have, what I have to do is I have to listen to other people, hear their life experiences and tell me what their truths are. Um, and I'm very, right. very not quick, I should say, very slow to to question anybody on that, which is again why I said at the beginning of the show, I am, I was, I was ready to to jump on board and back Nick Cannon and say, look, you know, he's probably feels that he's speaking truth to power. He probably feels that he's, you know, even if he's not being a hundred percent accurate, that what he's doing is 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 fighting up against, you know, the modern day oppression and I'm not going to stand up and say anything. And, oh, look, he's being a Nazi <laughs> or he's, he's quoting <laughs> these things that these Nazis would say and, and, and doing the job for them. So I'm like, you know what, I, at this point I have to, I have to jump in and I have to say um, something and I'm saying something and, and, and maybe I'm, it just, it just bothers me that this lily white girl who one of the words I like to say is just overly woke people who are overly woke. Um, and uh, in our chat room, we have some taste of oppression without being oppressed. Yeah. I mean, like, like you try and you try and be like such a good ally to people that you, that you, and I have to watch myself sometimes with, with this, with me saying things without checking with people be like, you know, is me saying this going to be doing more harm than good? Is me saying this going to make people who are fighting this movement, you know, they're going to shake their heads at me. It's like, why is this person talking about, you know, I'll oftentimes think I have a new idea and somebody will say, Oh, you know, we've talked about that before. It's not the greatest thing. So don't bring it up. Okay. That's fine. Or somebody will say, that's a really good idea. You know, run with it. Uh, I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm just sitting there staring at this tweet. And it's just like, who told her that what she's saying is, is, is valid? Like, I, I can't, I can't sit here and agree with it. And I, you know, I'm amused that she has to bring up the fact, you know, yeah, I'm a white guy, but it's not, it's not my whiteness that's telling her to stay in her lane. It's my Jewishness that's telling her to stay in her lane. Because again, I'm, and I'm still just 
I'm flabbergasted that so many black people are on board with Nick Cannon saying anti-Semitic things. That, right. That's blowing me out the water. It's like you do understand it sounds exactly like white nationalism, right? I don't understand how this is different because it's coming from black people. This is that's ridiculous. Right. And that's the thing is, is that they're, they're, again, they're repeating what the white nationalists want them to repeat. And that's, it's, it's when you allow yourself to be used by the people who would rather see you dead than anything else, that, that's problematic. And, and, and I'm sure the David Dukes of the world and the Richard Spencers and everybody else sitting here say, oh, look at what Nick Cannon said. That's awesome. Let's, let's, let's try and stoke these fires even more. Let's, 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 create, let's create some uh, first name and then number Twitter accounts. And, 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 uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, first name, bunch of numbers. Yeah, first name, bunch of numbers. Um, RB back in the chat room says, you're talking about action, not words. Well, actions come after words. I mean, at what point, I guess I would ask that in the chat room, at what point is it, is it okay for me to speak up and say something? Like when Donald Trump, I had people in my friends list call me, a, call me crazy, call me paranoid back in 2016 when Donald Trump said that he wanted a full and complete ban uh, on Muslims entering this country. And when Donald Trump said, and that's what he campaigned on, I know people in the chat might say otherwise, say, oh, but he only banned seven countries. No, in, in his camp, in his election or his, in his quest to be elected, he campaigned on a total complete ban of Muslims and I'm not going to sit by and let somebody rise to power. Who's going to scapegoat an entire religion. We've seen that happen. Um, And then, and then when he retweeted an anti-Semitic image with a star of David over money uh, with Hillary Clinton saying she's the most corrupt person ever. Now you could say that she's the most corrupt, but once you use the star of David over money, that's starting to do some of those dog whistles. And what was the other thing? Uh, I was going to bring up something else, but whatever. There was there was there was multiple things that he did during the campaign that I was like, this is just the last straw. I mean, there was obviously the mocking of the person with a disability um, as well, and people were telling yeah. me that I was crazy. Oh, the lying press when he calls about the fake news. I mean, Adolf Hitler was talking about stuff like he would use the word Lugan press, lying press. He, I mean. Donald Trump followed Hitler's playbook so far to, to a T and people, Oh, you're just being paranoid, Dan. Well, at what point can I, can I check off enough? How many boxes do I have to check in order for me to say, you know what, uh, for in order for me to be justified, do people have to be sent directly to camps? Do the trains have to start chugging with people being sent to camps before I can, we can be like, you know what, this has gone too far. Or do we start once people start, once the people with the history of this start raising the alarm bells saying, you know what, this happened before in the past and we allowed it to happen and look what happened. At some point we got to, we got to step up and say, you know what, nip this in the bud. This has to stop right now. Uh, at least we there's agree. people out there. And like, this is one dude in my mentions right now with the, with the Jewish star of David as his profile picture, which has me completely confused. Um, mm-hmm. He feels like, if there's not like Saturday night slave auctions or the president isn't straight up using the N word or calling black people monkeys or whatever, then he's not racist whatsoever, you know, completely, you know, ignoring the, the subtle things, the redlining, the dog whistles, all those things, giving these people the benefit of the, of the doubt that they haven't earned. 
And it really takes for somebody to just, you know, out and out call somebody. What did, what did Tucker Carlson's uh, head writer call black people? And it's like a, a crunchy Congo N-word with the ER, I think he said. It, like, it takes that for people to say, oh, okay, he's racist. You know, never mind, you know, somebody putting on blackface. You know, never mind uh, somebody being, you know, okay with saying that you know, affirmative action is bad and, you know, all that, you know, subtle stuff. They have to be completely 100% overt racism for them to bat an eyelash. And when it, when it comes to any form of racism, you know, the Jewish racism, the, the black racism, it takes somebody being completely overt for them to be – they have to be cartoon villains in order for them to right. be like, oh, okay, that's the bad guy. And it's, it's ridiculous. And that's the problem with a lot of these people. They they give them undeserved benefits of doubt. And in the chat room, we have the, and when you started reacting, did it help the situation? No, and it didn't help the situation. The reason it didn't help the situation is because we have people who are willing to be apologists for actions that they view as benign because they haven't lived it. They haven't studied it. They don't know. They don't know the history of what's going on. I took in high school, I was taking college classes on this very thing on the subject of how to spot anti-Semitism, what, what to look for with like these anti-Semitic tropes that, that people like to use to make it, you know, to, to get their point across without, without, with giving them while getting plausible deniability amongst people who don't know the, Oh, you know, that was just a sheriff star on, on that tweet. It wasn't a star of David. Well, why would a sheriff star over money mean anything? Why would it mean anything? I don't know, because it's not a sheriff star, because it's a star of David. So it's, it's I, just, I just can't, I can't get behind anybody who's trying to, trying to back this mess. And they're like, I'm going to... I'm going to shout and yell and scream every time I see something anti-Semitic, every time I see things that are racist. I mean, there are a lot of things. I'm not putting up with crap. I'm not putting up with rape culture. I'm not putting up with, with anything. If, if, if people say things that are rapey, I'm going to say something as well. You know, it's, 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 there's just, there was an article that somebody, one of my other groups that it was like from 2015 that they found, but this woman was basically wrote an entire article of rape apologia and, and and the thing that it came down to was um it came down to uh the fact that she had to look at her past and she looked at two of her sexual experiences that she had and if she was to call other things rape then she would basically have to admit to have raping two men and the way she described the situation i was like you know what maybe you did because this one guy was pretty much coerced into doing it and she was like i don't think we should do this i don't think and she kept on harassing the dude uh, it turns out, I'm like, yeah, you you acted in a problematic way. Maybe you should realize that and stop being an apologist for rape. So uh, it's just society's going crazy. Plus, we have this whole thing. If we want to segue, because uh, I mean, I did schedule the show for two hours, but I'm probably just going to keep it up for one. Just you know, we have like Kemp, the governor of Georgia. Um, has said that he will not allow localities like cities to be able to implement mask orders in the state. So he's, he's fighting. So a city goes, you know what, we have too much coronavirus going in this city. 
we 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 we're gonna guarantee we're gonna require masks to be worn in businesses if these businesses are gonna be open. And Kemp's like, nope, that's not gonna happen. We're gonna make sure that people can go out in the public with a wide open face, not covered, and and let them kill people. It's just feel very bad for the fact that my mother moved to Georgia. I, I they, they they retired down there because she has family down there, and I'm just like, you know what? Nope. I can't see us going anytime in the near future because it's just you know, these uh, these people want to kill people with they, they I mean you're putting I saw this great tweet the other said this like, earlier this evening actually it was a tweet or something on Facebook where it was they were talking about how um talking about how we might have schools where we have required we have we require kids to be vaccinated for diseases that are long dead, but we're going to allow them to go to school for an active pandemic with no vaccine. It's like, to me, that, that made the most sense out of any argument that ever been made because yeah, you know, we've killed these things because we have these vaccines and still we require the kids to go there with the vaccine. But if we have a pandemic that's active and we're not going to, we're not going to tell the kids, you know what, stay home until we get a vaccine. It's ridiculous. And I don't understand. I mean, what I know you've been going to work, I believe, right? I'm at work right now. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you do you? I mean, there's not probably is there not much people where you're at? Like, you know, I mean, you don't have to be like, do you have to wear a mask? Do is is there are there people around or is it just kind of? Oh yeah. So, uh, even if even if I wasn't uh, forced to wear a mask, I'd be wearing a mask because right. I watch sci-fi movies and you're always <laughs> there's always the scientists that talk about. Uh, you know, things, bad things that are going to happen and so on and so forth. And then you have the jackasses who, you know, either have some sort of profit margin to make or has some other ridiculous reason why, why they don't listen to the scientists. And then you have a zombie outbreak. Then you have a whole bunch of gremlins. Then you have, yeah. you know, the bosses popping up out of nowhere because these people didn't listen to the smart guy in the room. I'm going to listen to the smart guy in the room. I'm not gonna, if, if I get COVID-19, it's going to be because somebody else didn't listen. If if they did like COVID, the movie, COVID-19, the movie, uh, Fauci would mm-hmm. be that guy. Fauci would be the guy right. that nobody listens to, that that the, that the doofus president uh, did not listen to and, and actively fought against. And the idea that now we've moved, like the hospitals are no longer reporting their numbers to the CDC. They're reporting them to HHS. And these things are no going to be longer going to be public available, publicly available, because he doesn't want the public knowing any numbers. But the, the, the sad, the sad truth about this presidency is, if he would just embrace data, if you'd embrace us getting knowledge about what's going on, sure we might see more cases because we have more testing, but then we'd also be able to get a handle on it, and we'd be able to reduce, we'd be able to know what we need to do in the areas that we need to do them because we, we don't have a president in this country who is committed to getting facts and data and to pushing testing from day one, it took him forever to push testing. And then it was, then he does the kicking and screaming. And now that we've shown that we've have the most cases, 4% of the world's population, 25% of the COVID, overall COVID cases. Now he wants to back uh-huh. away from it because it's just, because he feels it's bad for him politically. Well, I'm, he was bad. I mean, Hillary was right. 
she did not want to hear uh, she, she did not want to see anything like like this happen during his administration because he would it would be an ultimate blunder, an ultimate failure, and he's proven her to be a hundred percent true on that fact. Um, and I mean, I would you and I would probably do a better job as president than this person at this time. That that's that's a very low bar to set. Any but a lot of other people, man. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my right foot would be a better president <laughs> right now. <laughs> I was about to say something real nasty, but I keep forgetting I'm in somebody else's house right now. I can't get you know deep with it. Well, you I know, mean, I'm currently if, arguing if with the, the RB14 right now. <laughs> yeah, with the whole with the whole. If I put on blackface tomorrow, am I racist? Uh the yeah. vast percent of the time, I would say yes, you're racist. The only the only thing that I can look back with blackface in the last 50 years and be like, you know what? I don't have a problem with it was Tropic Thunder. And that's because ironically, if you're doing it ironically to point out, you know, how racist it is or why you shouldn't do it or whatever. um, Then yes. And the only, the, the other uh, way that I would say that blackface isn't racist is if you're doing a fantasy race, like the drow, you know, they, they canceled that community episode when uh, Chang was wearing drow face. It's ridiculous. Right. It's performative. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's not <laughs> so, blackface. It's, it's drow face. It's, it's, there's the, he's not doing the minstrelly thing. Like Ted Danson doing blackface. Yeah, that was racist and that was wrong and that was stupid. That was pretty, that was pretty racist, yeah. You yes, know, uh, absolutely. It doesn't it, matter it, that he was dating Whoopi at the time. One, if you tell me oh, I don't have a problem with you doing blackface, I'd be like, I'm not doing blackface. It's, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> you wouldn't tell me that either. <laughs> but that's 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 another that's the other thing. But that again, I think there was some overly woke white person on Twitter that was like, I just saw Tropic Thunder. I can't believe how racist it was because the blackface Robert Downey Jr. blackface he should be canceled. And black Twitter was like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where look, go talk to your black friends if you have any before you start feigning outrage over something that nobody has a problem with. It with. See, I have somebody, in, well, somebody I just retweeted a minute ago that was doing the like the overtly racist, being absolutely racist blackface, you know, and what I've been saying for you know, the past couple of years is that if we can get, I don't know, a decade, two decades of somebody not being overtly racist, not being like, you know, putting on blackface and having a gun, wearing a basketball jersey, saying the N-word over and over, you know, or putting on blackface, putting on a hoodie and holding Skittles and an iced tea, uh, or just like claiming that they can't breathe or whatever, wearing blackface, if we can get have a decade you know, of somebody not doing that every Halloween, then maybe we could start discussing, you know, putting on blackface to be like an anime character or putting on blackface to be, you know, some sort of cartoon or, you know, something else that shows reference. These people like RB14 right now uh, don't understand that. They just just think, and I'm going to specifically address this dude or chick or whoever he is or she is right, right now is like they don't understand that they seem like oh well you're just doing that because you want to cry to cry you just it's, it, they they look at it like you know a little kid crying over you know them not being able to have a lollipop 
You know, like there's right. really no reason for them to cry, but they're crying just because their feelings are hurt. It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? It's about right. having it's a like, valid critique over people being overtly racist and that leading to us not getting uh, jobs that we're qualified for, us getting, you know, knees put on our necks because the police are upset that, you know, you have a counterfeit $10 bill or us getting right. shot when we have uh, a legal right to own a firearm and we're trying to show you our qualifications that we do. They don't quite understand it. And this RB14 guy is like, well, what about my rights? You have the right to do whatever you want, but you also have the obligation to take responsibility for that. Now, wear blackface around me and see what happens with the reaction. Because, like, as, as you have the right to be offensive, I have the right to address you about that. Now, right. I and probably won't throw like... hands on you, you know what right. I'm saying, but – you know, I will be addressing you as such and daring you to do anything towards me that's violent because I would be well within my right to defend myself. Mr. RB14, not even a real name, wants to be an a-hole. Right, RB chat. numbers. College boy. But no, it's like the uh, <laughs> RB uh, bunch of numbers. I will be, it'll be white face the next day and green face the day after that. Well, green face doesn't have a racist history. There's nobody who is, we haven't been oppressing <laughs> Orion slave girls in, in the real world. You know, maybe somebody exactly. doing green face in, in, in the Star Trek universe might be a parallel that could be done. Um, Star, Star Trek, another example of where I could probably point back to, I mean, there wasn't full-on <laughs> blackface. It was, it was half blackface, half white half face. White, and half, just, that was yeah, a great and episode. One side, one side was like left, white, white, right, black. One side was right, white, left, black. And they were racist against mm-hmm. each other because the people that were I forget which combination was deemed superior by by whatever government they had in that race, but they were making the point of of making a point about race in general, whilst you know making making the whole idea of racism look silly. Now, I mean, Star Trek has supposedly battled racism in other ways too. I I I I hesitate to Star, applaud. Star the, Trek been woke since the '60s. Star Trek has been. I'll still, and I think I did a a podcast on that. I still will never understand conservatives being fans of Star Trek. Like they're specifically against your ideology to your face. Though, though I I understand, like you had the situation where Kirk kissed Ahura, and that was that was Mm -hmm. obviously that was obviously historical (laughs) in that it was the first interracial kiss on television. History, but Mm -hmm. but. The whole thing where it was like Kirk would sleep with the Romulan, Klingon, Orion slave girls, green skin girls. He would sleep with everybody in space. But in order for get to get him <laughs> to sleep with the black girl, he had to be under alien mind control. Like uh, that's still kind of uh, like if, if he would have done it, they had to ease it in. You know, they, 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 they had, had to, to ease it. I, I understand the, that, but it's still kind of like oh, Captain Kirk would sleep with everybody. Had to be under mind control to sleep with the attractive as hell Nichelle Nichols. I mean, she's what? They have to have that racism spoonful of sugar in order for it to go through. It's the same thing with uh, Abraham Lincoln said that, you know, if he, if he could unify the country without freeing a single slave, he would, that was, that was political doublespeak. He was trying to uh, appeal to the, uh, the, the, what's the word? I want to say white liberals, but it wasn't necessarily white liberals. It was the, it was the people that would still, 
you know, on the fence on whether or not black people weren't just beasts of burden. So he was trying to garner support for that, you know, the ends justify the means type situation. And to address RB14 right now, now you've got it, the racism is in your mind. The racism is in a lot of people's mind, and a lot of people are throwing money behind that racism. And that's the big problem. You know, there's power behind racism when you have power to put behind the racism, something that he's not quite understanding. You know, he just thinks that, oh, okay, well, you're just, you're just crying to cry. It's, it's not about that when you have people dying without due process. You know, there's power behind these words, which you've been saying all episode. There's power behind these uh, opinions. And once that right. power is gone, then you could be like, oh, well, you're just crying to cry. Oh, you want to, you know, cancel the community episode because your feelings are hurt or whatever. When there's no power behind that, I'll agree with you. You know, when there's no power with that, you can call me as many N-words you want. I'm going to call you as many racial epithets as I want. As, as soon as there's no power, there's no money, there's no power, there's no affecting my livelihood about it, then you might have a point. Now, you do not. You absolutely do not. Oh, there is. And you're going to take it out. Speaking well, of, that's what now, we're doing. Now, RB, RB <laughs> talked about the Redskins and the name change of the Redskins, too. And, mm-hmm. oh, there is Dan Snyder, owner of the Redskins, is trending on Twitter and and from what I'm able to see, apparently they're clearing out stuff out of uh, out of their. This is the rumor that's going on right now. Dan Snyder mm-hmm. and Jay Gruden pimped cheerleaders, held sex parties, abused drugs, did nude cheerleader photo shoots, and sold the road tickets on StubHub, and basically sex trafficked people to season ticket holders. So I heard about that. Was, I heard about that a, a couple years ago, actually. Really, I mean, but this this is all coming to. Coming to light, apparently the Washington Post, I think, is going to be having an article tomorrow morning, and and Dan mm. Snyder's head is going to be chopped off. <laughs> seems like seems like everything's uh, lining up. Uh, at least at least he he agreed to rename them um, before heading out. But oof, this is going to be a, a a crazy day tomorrow to see what the hell who else gets. Uh, who else gets uh, named by this report? Let's see. Former Washington NFL player. Uh, that's not what anything having to do with it. Let's now, see. I saw Dan Snyder. I saw Dan Snyder trending, people. and I was worried that he did something minor that wouldn't affect his owning a team. Thank goodness, it's mm. way worse. <laughs> so we do have another call. <laughs> I mean, it's after it's after midnight here in New Orleans, Louisiana, after dark on Liberal mm-hmm. Dan Radio with. The smooth sounds of Percy Podcast. We do have another caller. Maybe sounds. this is RB. Um, what's going on, caller? What's your name? Where are you from? Hello? Hey, what's going on? Greetings. Oh, wow. I'm on the radio. You are. Say word. Hey, I, I'm new to this. I don't know. I just stumbled upon this. Okay. Anyway, how you guys doing? We're doing well. How are you doing today or this morning for me? I don't know what area um, code. What area code? What care area code is 814? Um it's 1 a.m. 107 a.m. Okay. okay, so you're you're east coast. So you you you've been in you've been in today an hour longer than we've been in today. So uh what do you <laughs> have to say on the the topics of racism, uh Dan Snyder, Nick Cannon, anybody else? 
that we've all been right. talking about today. All right, all right. So you guys aren't sports radio, correct? Well, no, I mean, I've no. talked about well, sports on the radio before, but I'm not I mean, specifically. I, 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 okay, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm chatty. But I, I didn't mean to call it a sports station because I don't know much about sports. Okay. Oh, you're good then. All right. All right, so what you want to talk right. about? Well, I want to talk about, all right, let's talk about some politics. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Bring it on. Come at Oh. Be bold. Come on. Let's Uh-oh. go. Politics. Uh, I am liberal Dan here, after all. Here, here's my fear. All right. I went out tonight and I was at a speedway. Okay. Do you guys have speedways where you are? I've passed a few kind of them, of. so I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's like a gas station. Okay. Yeah. Or you can go in, you get a little this, a little that, whatever. Anyway, and see this young couple. And the dude's sitting there beside me, parked in his car. The girl gets out. She puts her mask on. She walks in, does her business. And I'm just looking at this kid, this young kid. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what is this doing? To our youth, and then this, and then this older woman walks over, and you know she wants to give her two cents. You know she's like, well, it's all political and just, but you know, uh, what I'm saying is I don't understand it. I'm saying the schools are shutting down, the economy's shutting down. Like, man. This virus cannot be that bad. Well, I mean, how many people has the virus killed? Well, that's true, but let's look at how many people has the flu killed. How many? Sure, I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm saying it's not Ebola. I'm saying I worked for a state lab during the H1N1, anthrax, right. all that stuff, and I'm saying none of it. I don't understand the outcry, the crisis. I don't get it. But but when there was the H1N1, well, I mean, there was there was a reason for that. You know, there was there was uh, a lot the, of the psychological. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead well, the psychological reason behind that is like you cannot see the coronavirus. You can't see if somebody has it. It has a 14-day incubation period. Therefore, you can't really tell whether or not someone has it or not because you can't see them having it. But it's a real thing. I literally had my favorite coworker die about a month ago from the coronavirus. It's, it's absolutely real. It will absolutely kill you. It's not a political decision to put on your mask. It's a health one. And like Ice-T said recently, it's become, uh, it's become an IQ test. If you don't believe, like even, all right, even, if it's, uh, even if it was just a political thing, why not err on the side of caution and put a mask on so that you don't get sick instead of, you know, going out, walking out without a mask and not worrying about it. You know, it's a mild inconvenience. May I ask you personally, sir, and mm-hmm. I can honestly say that I am in a, I mean, I'm a little tipsy tonight. I admit it, <laughs> but I will say right. my, my, my daughter is with her father tonight. And she's eight mm-hmm. years old. And what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, 
do people understand or realize the impact this is having on our children? I mean, I have I, two I, children myself. <laughs> my 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 seven year old asks every day, "Why did the coronavirus start? Why is the coronavirus still happening? What what can we do to stop the coronavirus?" It has absolutely affected him. He does not like the fact that he can't see his friends. Uh, both of my kids do would would actually like to go back to school, you know, and be able to associate with the friends that do have in school and see those people. And yeah, absolutely, I see it every day uh, with what's going on, but. The thing about, you know, it, it's not the flu, and that, that's true. With the flu, A, we anticipate a certain amount of cases every year for the flu of, of hospitalizations. That's, that's the first thing. So we, we can plan for those hospitalizations to take place amongst the hospitalizations for every other potentially dangerous activity or virus that might happen to Americans across the country in particular cities or what have you. We can know what's going to happen. We, we can get a good number because we get that number every year, roughly. So we can, we can plan I, I for that. We can, well, let me, let me, for a state lab. We had the plan the year before. Said, based, no, I'm telling you. We had the plan the year before. We give all the positives, A, B, like whatever. We'd have to read those numbers so they could plan for the vaccine for the next year. Like I, right, I, but, I get all but of we that. Don't, but we don't have the vaccine right now. We, don't, we, we, didn't, we didn't have... The, we, nobody knew that COVID was, was coming. I mean, you had the Obama administration who, who was trying to plan for a particular, just for a general thing to happen. And then in 2018, Donald Trump fired uh, those people and then let that whole thing go. Um, Donald Trump likes to say that uh, for some reason uh, that it was Obama's fault for not having enough uh, personal protection and gear uh, to be able to protect people during a pandemic. Well, uh, during uh, the Obama administration, he also had to deal with uh, Congress, who was responsible for spending, and it was a Republican Congress after 2010. Uh, you had to deal with, uh, so, so he had to get Congress to agree with that, and they underfunded uh, those as well. You also had to, uh, um, and then when you have Trump, get, they have this plan, he's had to deal with the pandemic, and then Trump goes, nope, we're going to toss that in trash. So we had, plus then you have the fact that here, here, no, here's no, we, have, we have no vaccine. We have we had no tests that that could test for this at, at un, for unknown heretofore unknown virus. Uh, so so we yeah. had to do things that were drastic, including closing schools, closing unessential businesses, and making here, sure that people were these things. And and if we would let me let me finish with all this because I'm I've heard all I'm, of the I'm arguments sorry. that you've made previously, and and, and I'm just trying I'm, to. I'm get, not any arguments i'm saying i'm just trying to understand i'm asking you do you think what we are doing to our children is justified yes absolutely because i 100%. think because i think that saving lives of the, i want to protect my children's lives over everything else if if my children have to see no, a psychiatrist not that it does not necessarily cause illness in children that there, there I have mean, been children that have wait. There have been children that there's have children died. That straight up died from it. There are children that right? are dead we because of this right now. Between, there's, man. There's, you but, and but far between. There's but also even, even there's if it's also, a zero 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 point zero 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 percent. Why not right, take so that then, extra so caution then, to protect your kids? So then, so there, then we let, are let's talking. Wait, so let's then we are of, talking about going to war against this virus. Okay. Is that is that not what we're saying? 
I mean, I mean that's what like, the president initially war. said that we should do. Uh, M16s do it. Or <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, we should have. We should have mobilized. Think about this for a minute, man. You wanna, okay. you wanna shut down the world? <laughs> yeah, no, no I don't think. Did, 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 did shut down the world as much as possible until we can get a vaccine and we can get this virus taken care of. You know, uh, what if, I play Dungeons what if and Dragons, right? So I understand that a, a low percentage is still a percentage. If it could kill you, why not take the – all you have to do is just put on a mask. It's not that hard. I do it every day at work. I'm doing it at work. Well, not right now because I'm in my car. But I do it every day at work, put on the mask. It ain't hard, you know, and if it can prevent you from dying, why not? It's not, and, if, it's and, not and, and even the masks thing. and the masks because are more. Then let me, you let me, have the mentality of if I don't wear a mask, then maybe I could die, and that's harmful psychologically. It's, it's, not, it's people, not a mentality; it's a fact. It's it's and not a reality. Mentality, if I could just it's step a fact. In, if I could it's just not step in harmful. For a second. Host <laughs> here Is trying it? to make a point. Host here trying to make a point. The. Uh, the uh, masks are even more about there is some data coming out showing that there is some e- efficacy for the homemade masks to prevent people from getting the disease as well. But the main reason to wear the masks is to protect you if you have it and are asymptomatic from spreading it to other people. And that's why you need at least 80 percent of people wearing masks, because then you start you stop it from spreading. But people won't do that. You see these people going to Trump rallies. You see these, you know, people, all, all the conservatives want to say, oh, it's now okay to protest. I look at those protests that took place about George Floyd. Most of the people, they were covering their faces. Now, whether or not they were covering their faces because they didn't want the media showing who they were, or maybe they just they, they were just being responsible citizens you know wearing face coverings. I, I, just, I just want to say this somewhere, okay. anywhere, out loud. <laughs> I want to say. Bring it on. I... Um, tried and true, Democrat, leftist, whatever. And I have been demonized to the hilt saying that I sound like someone that I'm not for, for just saying, you know, I feel like this stupid virus is violating my rights. And you know, oh. I have no control over this virus, <laughs> and I understand that. But you know what? But we do have control over the virus. That's sick the thing. I'm tired of letting this virus control me, and I don't feel like it has a place politically. But I that, don't that, feel it like it's it a left right situation. It shouldn't be. I'm tired of getting we wet should, from we, should, we should be listening I'm tired to the of clouds raining down, water on <laughs> me, and I am tired of it controlling my life whenever I have to drive to work and people can't drive because the streets are all wet or whatever. I cannot stand how clouds just open up and rain down upon us. So I need to do something to take control of my life over this storm. And of course that sounds stupid because it is, you know, viruses are going to virus. All you can do is take precautions until the scientists get together and take care of the virus. All you have to do is wear a mask. It ain't hard. Maybe it's not the storm that people are making it out to be. When I hear people say something like that, I really feel like they really haven't gone through a hardship in their life. 
if this oh, is the you hardest thing you've ever had to go through. Oh, you got to be giving me a break right now, brother. You got to be giving me a break. I'm giving you a break because I'm not cursing you out because you're sorry. No, you're not. Straight up and we're down. not cursing each other because we're on the radio. I'm going to be real. Straight up and down. You was like, you're upset because you have to wear a mask so you won't get sick. Then die. Then fucking kill yourself. Be upset then. You know what I'm saying? You don't want the virus to control your life in your life. Make sure that you're not affecting nobody else. It's really that simple. I don't understand what the problem is. Put on a mask. It ain't hard. You know, like I said, it seems like you haven't gone through a hardship in your entire life at all. Do you ever. actually, if a mask, do you actually it's gonna make believe? You this upset. Ma'am, have you ever been stabbed? Has somebody ever stabbed Have I you? ever been stabbed? Have you ever been stabbed? Have you ever had uh, guns drawn on you? Have you ever been shot at? You ever had to I've deal had with any of that? Re- hey, you hold up, brother. <laughs> you can right answer now. my question and then I hold up, sister. I I have had reason to let people know that I could outshoot them and they need not trouble That's me. That's not answering my question. Answer my question. What is your question? I literally just asked this question. You don't remember the question? You need Ask to start listening with I your ears stabbed? and not your mouth. No. Have I had a gun pulled on me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you have to run for your life from bullets flying at you? Have you? Yes. Uh, I'm guessing. Several I'm guessing times. that the that would be a. I would say yeah. I mean, I haven't been drinking tonight yet. Uh, I'm probably not drinking tonight. Oh, by the no. way, did, well, I, let I me tell wa- you. I did want to know. I did want to know since since we don't know your name, I'm just going to call you Pennsylvania because that's the area code. Um, what 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 did you have to drink tonight? First of all, I, I am curious about that because you said you've been well, drinking. Yeah. So. What what have you been what what you had to drink? Why is that important? Are you trying to make me look know. stupider than I am? No, no, not at all. No, no he's, not he's at all. trying I, to I, he's I just, trying to bring down the situation because he he heard me getting heated. He heard me uh, dragging no, you up I, and I down the chair. I want you to chat. get heated <laughs> because that's when I feel like this stuff gets real. I want you to get real. heated. It's been real since, since okay, January. Okay, if you want me to get heated, it's real simple. Like. If you've gone through any hardship in your life, then you'll understand that wearing a mask and washing your hands and washing your ass really ain't nothing big of a change in well, your life. Sure, you can't go to a bar. Sure, you can't go to a concert. You should understand. If you've been in through any real hard, no, 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 no. Having your having your loved ones die because you feel inconvenienced, and it's better than dying yeah. yourself. Wearing you're, a mask ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. But here's what I would say. 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 Host, wait. I'm I'm going to mute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me. I'm muting. I'm muting both for a second because I want to jump in here and say something. Um, here's the thing though with with wearing masks. And again, the point is is that you know I don't want my loved ones dying, and I'm sure that none of y'all want your loved ones dying either. Nimbus has shared with us that one of his loved ones did die already. And I'm sure he doesn't want any more. The simple acts of wearing masks, social distancing, staying home when you can are acts of love that will protect your neighbor. And I think that we should be protecting our neighbors because that's the way that we prevent this. The the experts, the epidemiologists are saying that if everybody wore a mask, we could get a handle on this thing in weeks. But people are just so upset with the fact that they have to make sense. I mean, can you imagine how some of these people would act during World War II? 
when when sacrifices were demanded of every single American citizen, people having to do things that they've never done before, people having to go without because we needed to sacrifice so that the people fighting the war in World War II could, could, could successfully fight this war. Can you imagine what the people who are complaining about this, what they have to give up? So you have to, and I'm going to bring everybody back on for now for a second, you have to sit home and watch Tiger King. And, and binge watch some Netflix or some Amazon Prime TV First of because all, you can't go. I would because never you, wait, wait, watch Tiger King. Oh, you what missed out. It's, it's such wonderful. <laughs> it was such mess. wonderful garbage. My, my it was such wonderful garbage that I mean, I mean, you. It's just such stuff. That, I mean, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I mean, come on. What's not great about Tiger King? A, a meth addicted homosexual zoo owner who who had way more fun than anybody like him should have ever had uh, and did all the let's just hold up but did you have a problem with me mentioning the math or something what no nothing crickets i have a problem i uh-huh. have a problem this is where the conversation has gone now look all I'm saying is this. We have to give some serious consideration to what all these mandates are doing to our children. That is all. Uh, look, look, absolutely. And look, here's what I've told people before. I've told people on, on the conservative radio. I've told people on liberal radio. I've told people on, on Facebook all over the place. If anybody could show me data that says that keeping the kids home would literally be more harmful, would cause more deaths, would cause more harm and pain than like sending them to school and opening schools back up in the fall and could prove it. I'm a data-driven guy. I am a software developer. You just said it though. You just said it. You said that it would be, they wanted, you said you wanted data that it would be more harmful. Keeping kids home. I Would be not, more harmful? No, no one's going to have that kind of data. No, right, right at the no thing, one. If, 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 you, if you can't provide me with the data, then I, all I have to act on is the data that says that if these kids are going to go to school, you're going to see X amount of kids dying. And so what my data is, is that mm-hmm. this virus does not typically affect children. Mild to moderate symptoms. Let the kids go to school. Let them be. Okay. Then, then okay. get your data. Is the actual factual. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're a human, you know, whether you're a baby or a grown person, you can still contract the virus and spread the virus. Okay? Now, let's, let's, assume, let's assume that kids don't die from the coronavirus, even though they do, let's assume that they don't. Getting the coronavirus from, you know, say, you know, Johnny gets the coronavirus from Mary. Johnny then takes the coronavirus home with his parents and probably even their grandparents or whatever, and they have a a probability of dying from the coronavirus that was carried by Johnny that was given to him from Mary. Why Why not take the extra precaution to make sure that Johnny doesn't become a carrier from Mary. Hey. For example, right. my, my, so, my, let, let me jump so in. Hold like, on. Pennsylvania. Hold on. Hold on. Pennsylvania. <laughs> my wife has an autoimmune issue and, and is immunocompromised because she has to take certain medicines that, that 
inhibit your her immune disease, immune system to fight disease. So my kids go to school where all these other kids are going to school. Look, I love my kids. My kids are great, but kids are nasty and disgusting. And to think that they're going to be able to maintain social distancing in these schools is foolish. But beyond that, beyond the fact that I don't want to see my wife have undue risk because we're not sending our kids to school and we have no options to keep them home. Um, According to this article from May 14th, 2020, uh, on the Harvard. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. You have no wait. options to keep them home. I disagree. Harvard, well, we don't know what the options are in New Orleans specifically because they haven't come out with them until next week. So we don't know what they what the options are going to be. We don't even know what my kids' schools are going to be doing. So we don't have that information yet. And it's two to three weeks before school is supposed to start. But here's the thing: it's not. We can't. We shouldn't just talk about death. And this article starts off agreeing with you. It's Harvard Health Publishing. Um, while most children, as you said, who get COVID-19 have mild or even asymptomatic illness, there are reports that children may have a complication that can be severe and dangerous, multi-symptom inflammatory syndrome in children, or MISC, um, can lead to life-threatening problems with the heart and other organs. Early Give reports compared it, early compared it to Kawasaki Let disease. Him finish. Uh, symptoms of uh, can be prolonged fever, rash, conjunctivitis. Um, in May, they were beginning to see it. I don't know if they have a percent at the moment, but let's say it's five percent of the pe- of kids that get. Maybe it's ten percent of the kids to catch. Maybe it's one percent. But if if there's if we could prevent those kids from getting it at all by keeping them at home and doing distance learning, because this is 2020. We, I mean, we should have had hoverboards five years ago, according to Back to the Future. But we don't, unfortunately. But the thing is, is that we have the technology available to do distance learning. That is not a problem. We can do it. We know we can do it. We did it in the, in the spring. So if we can do distance learning, why take the risk, the unnecessary risk of putting them into schools and right. having even the minor percentages of, of kids, you, unless it can be shown say. that – it's more harmful to do to, to keep them at home. If it's more harmful you to keep them at home. You say the unnecessary risk. Now, let me just say this. Have you been homeschooling your children since March? Our kids, they weren't homeschooled per se, but my the school that my children attend had distance learning implemented. We had, we, they, How did that teach, go? It was fine. They did all of their work. They turned in all of their their information, and it then they had Google Classrooms or or Google whatever Google option that they were using. They they had they had online chats where they had conversations with their teachers and their fellow students. They got homework assignments done, and both both kids, one of them was in fifth grade, one of them was in first first grade. They both had their their uh, stuff emailed to the to us. We could then print out their assignments, and they could do them at home, and we would scan them back in and print them back in and send them to the, send them to the teachers. We have the technology to do this. So you feel like equally educationally, socially, everything. It put no undue onus on anyone, That it was just business as usual. Just. I'm not saying it was business as usual. And I'm not saying that it's, that it's the ideal. The ideal schooling situation would be in the classroom all other things being equal. 
but all other things are not equal. We have a disease that's spreading across this country that's exploding in states like Florida, that's exploding in states like um, Arizona. Uh, you know, the seven-day death average, let me look that up real quick. You know, Nimbus, you can hop in for a second if you want. But we have increasing mm-hmm. seven-day death averages, spiking cases across the country. New- Louisiana, who had that a state that had been touted as being one of the best to respond to this disease had a, its single highest day last week of infections of new infections that was not pertaining to a, a backlog. So I, it, it wasn't a, Hey, we, we just got these things tested from these other days. So let's include them in these numbers. It was not because of a backlog. It was specifically because of tests on that day. We have a thing. And the reason is, is because people won't take this damn virus seriously People are going out, not following rules, attending parties, right. large social gatherings, right. and they want – look, if we would have started doing what we needed to do in, in February or March in, in, instead of dilly-dallying, we could have I'm – not, I'm not saying we would have been out of it, but I think it would have been much safer to send our kids back to school if we but would have then, done what we needed to do. But then people do what they're supposed to do. It spikes back up. Let me ask you guys, where do you, where do you fall on this whole mentality of the herd – immunity where do you fall there's 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 no evidence that herd immunity exists and sweden proved that has has somewhat proved at least that it doesn't exist because sweden's death rate uh amongst its citizens are higher than its than its neighbors sweden sweden tried herd immunity without any information showing that this that this virus enables um long-term antibodies to to uh, protect people uh in, in, in the short or long term they didn't know and their and their death rate has been high because of the fact that that it failed. Herd immunity failed. Is, is herd immunity something that that may can I, be done in I many viruses? How, how much higher was their death rate? I don't know. I just don't know. I'm just asking. Okay, Nimbus, you talk for a second while I look that up. You want Nimbus? You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Just, uh... Just responding to RB bunch of numbers. All right. Oh, okay. Um, RB. <laughs> it's like like I was uh, saying before uh, the whole mute thing. Um, Sorry. I play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay. No, you good. You good. You good. Um, I play Dungeons and Dragons, and I understand that having a low percentage of something happening doesn't mean that there's a zero percent of something happening. I don't have kids. I don't have kids going to school. But if I did, and there was a zero point zero two percent chance of them contracting a disease, not just dying from it, but contracting a disease that I can die for, from, uh, my wife, partner, whoever uh, also dying from, my grandmother dying from, kid ain't going to school. You know what I'm saying? We'll do the socialization at home. We'll do the Google Classroom, you know, because I'm not about to take that risk over any All right. such egotistical mentality. I feel like I can talk real with you. I feel like I can talk. Look. I don't know you, but I feel like I can talk real with you. And what I'm saying mm-hmm. to you is this. Have you ever thought about what it means to have quality of life? I'm black. I do that every day. <laughs> I literally have a podcast that talks about that. I absolutely talk about have not just having quality of life, but having the same quality of life as those of a different race than me. Absolutely. Every day, 100%. Next question. And so, 
given the circumstance that we're in, mm-hmm. talk to me about quality of life. Well, here's the funny thing about me. Um, I'm a nerd. And I've spent a lot of my life and a lot of my uh, my hobby time or whatever inside. I play video games a lot, a lot, a lot. As a matter of fact, um, the first time I actually became an outside person, if you will, is, you know, it, there was this game called Ingress where, you know, I met Big Brother Dan. And yes. that's a game where you have to actually go to different places and interact with um, certain points of interest in order to play the game. Before that, I didn't do that because my quality of life has to do with police stopping me randomly because I fit the description or police stopping me randomly because, you know, I'm driving, I'm driving black in a white area. So you're going to play that card. Well, I mean, that is a card. I mean, as far as as quality of life is concerned, I'm very concerned about that. However, it doesn't bother me any to stay inside if it means that I'm not going to be sick from a virus that I can't see that has killed 130,000 people in America. Next question. All right, so let's. So I, I've Next now looked up. According this. to our wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I've got an answer for you. Coming back to ourworldanddata.org, uh, which has information about uh, COVID-19. United States have a population of 331 million. Sweden has a population of about 10 million. And if you only filter out the United States and Sweden, you are seeing that um, 535.78 deaths mm-hmm. per, was it, per 100,000, per million people. So you have 530-something deaths per million people. United States is about 380-something deaths per million people. All so, I know so, is it doesn't matter where you go, where you look, it's 3 to 4%. Right, but the, but the death rate in Sweden is higher than that of the United States. So, All right, the United so States give me that one. one. So the, the, the United States, if, if let's say, let's, let's put the world in there with it, the world death rate well, is about 71 no, deaths I, per I'm million. No, I'm asking you for Sweden's death rate. I told you Sweden's death rate. It's 536 <laughs> 0.67 deaths per million person people that are out there. So maybe like five hundred. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't have a calculator, Andy. Hold on. I can I can pull that up as well. I have the computer. So so let's let's, let's look because uh, the matter calendar. of fact is this stupid virus is killing about three to four percent. Period. See, and that. Divided by one million. One million is. uh, Hold on, it's. I don't know. Maybe it's about. It's higher than the United States. Let's just put it that way. So we've got. No, you you put the you put the you put the. Hang on, I'm trying to think. Big, uh, <laughs> but, but big I don't know number what divided yet, so by the little know, number, and then you move the decimal by two. Oh, we really discussing that. Well, deaths right per million. Deaths per million would be 575. That's 275. My fat fingers. I also well, have a new, new, new divided by one. 
No, big divided by little, and then you right. do the decimal. That too. Okay, so you say five percent. So this is so Sweden had a five percent death rate, where we have a three point six percent death. So Sweden, Sweden tried right. to do herd immunity. Nothing. They attempted to do it, and it failed. Because it had no effect. So so they they they, well, they have the say, okay. You say it had no effect, but five percent. We've got three four percent. So, what's the death? What's uh, the death rate of the flu? You brought the flu earlier. What's the death rate of the flu? Point I am thinking it's about three percent. The death rate of the flu no. is about three percent for people who are infected. Now look, I I will admit that this COVID nineteen is supposed to be more infectious, so you have to take that into account. Okay, and, but, which is, and the reason and it's more infectious. And here's the thing. Is if you have a, you have the death rates, you know whatever the death rate winds up being, if you inf- if more people get infected, then you're going to end up having more people dying because you're having more people get infected. So if we can reduce the number of infections that take place, then we reduce well, the total amount I'm, of people who I'm, die, and, and we reduce all the total. All I'm saying death. is, is it worth it? It's the same percentage. It's the same percentage. I don't is know it worth it worth to it. put on a mask and keep your kids from going to school to contract it? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I think I, I, yeah, I agree. It's absolutely worth it. Is you know, I've said this before in the podcast as well, and a lot of people talk about the financial health of the country and 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 people. You know, look, I would never, I I don't understand the mindset of somebody that would put dollars over lives, like. Right. Like I've I've asked conservative type folks, and you've said you're a Democrat. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said you, you're a Democrat, you think, and, and yeah. And you, All right, so we're uh, we're gonna talk about dollars over lives right now. Sure. Let's Absolutely. talk about. Let's talk about. Are we are we gonna talk about suicide? Okay. Yeah, we're gonna talk about children. Yeah, and then we're gonna talk about suicide rates, and we're okay. gonna talk about domestic violence. And we're going to okay. talk about factoring all that shit in. Oh, sorry. Are we sure? I didn't mean to say that. No. Hey, we can have a couple of curse words. It's fine. I was trying. And, 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 you, and, and you have had an underclosed drink or two. I don't know. You still won't share with it for whatever reason. I want to find if we have something in common. Like maybe you're a rum person and I love rum. Maybe you're a tequila person and I don't typically like tequila. But I, I, I just wanted to know. But anyway. Do I, do I just? Sound like a rambling drunken fool. Like, be honest. Yeah. There was a little bit. There was a little slurring going on ah! there, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I mean, I, look, I got if, you, Mister. I got you. So, but look, here's the thing. It's like, look, like I said, I'm be real should, with it. Like, should, Dan, we, Dan's gonna, Dan, Dan has a very good talent of sugarcoating things. I don't, I don't, I ain't got time for all that. Like, all right, straight up, so and down, sound on. like a Ain't nobody got time for that. You come on, you tell me. Have oh, we have another you, you caller on the phone. Oh, this is great. Say I don't words. Think we've ever had, I don't think we've ever had four people calling in. I'll get to you, caller, in a second. But here's one of the things I want to say is that um, we have uh, – look, you've you brought up all those things, suicide rates, domestic abuse, uh, problems with child abuse in the homes and whatever. Look, I, I, I will give you the same answer that I gave you earlier, which is that – Give me the data. 
if we have the data showing that by keeping us at home and, 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 and shutting down the economy by more than what we have or what we were doing before, um, if we have the data that shows that this will kill more people than what COVID-19 will kill, then absolutely I would say do the I am thing. not talking about death. I am talking about quality of life, period. But, but even but You're not going to have any like, quality of life if you're dead, ma'am. Yeah, that 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 well, ultimate, that's that the ultimate spoiler true. when it comes. That is, the ultimate spoiler that is as a matter of fact, hundred yeah. percent true. That so we can all agree true. on that. If you're I dead, quality of life. If you're dead, your quality of life sucks. And and if you die, I'm assuming you said you have a child, so I'm sure you have other hey, families. Hey, well, hold so, up, hold up. Wait, you're I'm, I'm your sidekick. You said you have What's a child. So I'm the sidekick now. I don't know what the Same child's word. name is, but you said the child is with the <laughs> father, the and that's why. What's your name, you said, baby? <laughs> you said that you said that the oh, child is with is with. You said that the child is with his father, and that's why you had a couple of drinks tonight. Oh, now um, he's gonna be insulted. I call him the sidekick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not. So I think it's hilarious. Wait, what happened? I did call into his show. You know what I'm saying? But sidekick, man, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He might not be the that's host on fair. this show, but he he is the that host of the most fair. on his podcast at least. So anyway, that is, I, am um, I am the host but... of the most of the shows. We should talk about sidekick, Miss Ma'am. <laughs> we are that's we are fair. we are but, we but, are well, Hold up, hold up! It's just gotten out of control. Yes, the whole thing is <laughs> out of control. It's crazy. Anyway, let let me bring on the. <laughs> The third no, caller. No, so we're gonna, no, no, we're gonna, no, we're gonna, no, We're going to bring on. It's going to be like an old-fashioned old fashioned party lines going on. So, caller, what's your name and where are you from? Hello? 314, area code. What's going on? Hello? Yes, are you there? Yes. Hey, hi. I was on I'm Paul from St. Louis. Paul from St. Louis. How are you doing today, Paul? from St. Louis. Hey guys, I just I just literally called a little bit ago. I'm listening. Uh, I guess you guys talking about the coronavirus and stuff. Oh yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who said I mean, that? Does your kid, wait, wait, who said the coronavirus? <laughs> does your kid does your kid listen to FG watch FGTV? Hello. Uh, Call from Pennsylvania eight one four. My 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 uh, my, my drunk friend. Did you? Are you what? the one that said coronavirus? Yeah. Are you the one that said coronavirus? What the hell, man? That's called Hold speed, up. baby. Dude, there's so much interference. I can't hear you. Okay. All right. So, all right. Three, one, four. What's your point? Oh, um, yeah. It's. I'm just. It's been a crazy year, and uh, I don't know, guys. It's. Uh, I. I, uh, I really hope they uh, eventually come out with like a vaccine to get rid of it. It's, it's been crazy, and everyone. People, I don't know, they're going nuts saying it's like fake and all this. I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it's uh, kind of hard to say. I, honestly, it's like you don't know until something happens to you, and then this guy uh, from the Wisconsin. story changes. Are you from Paul? Wisconsin? Minnesota, right? St. Louis. <laughs> oh, St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis, not St. Paul. St. Louis. Close. <laughs> Shut up. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I mean, but what do I know? I'm just a sidekick. 
kind yeah. of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to isolate that. What do I know? I'm just a sidekick and have that like so I can play that. It's part of the commercial. Yeah. The smooth sounds of the Percy Podcast and sidekick <laughs> to Liberal Dan. I mean, yes, I think the hope of everybody is that, well, actually, I can't say everybody, uh, because there are I'm people, I've heard people, someone from Minnesota. back in January or early February, I played on the show a clip, I don't think I still have the clip, um, I might have deleted it, but I think I played on the show a clip of somebody uh, who was talking about... Um, how he would not take a virus because, or not take a vaccine for the virus because that's how they were going to, uh, that's how they were going to get you. That's how they were going to control you. And it was yeah. something to do with, uh, that's how they would put the chip. That's how they would put the chip in for 5G. I think that's Wait, how it what? Goes. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what? The, 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 the vaccine is supposedly going to give you the chip that's going to control you Hold via up. 5G. That's Hold what the crazy thing from Minnesota. Where's the guy from Minnesota? He's from Missouri. There's no guy from Minnesota. Missouri? Missouri, yeah. Missouri. Is it Missouri or Missouri? Yeah. Missouri. I'm Missouri. If you're southern, it's Missouri. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. no. I am southern, but it's still Missouri. Are you southern? You have a Pennsylvania area code. I, no, it's uh, St. Louis. No, 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 no. I'm talking to the, I'm talking to, I'm talking oh, okay. to, to our uh, lush friend right now, who she won't say Sorry. her name or, or what she had to drink. Lush friend. Eight one four. To answer your statement is just like I said earlier. Um, the the psychological thing about the coronavirus is that you can't see it. You you just cannot see it until you're in the hospital with a respirator down your throat. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it takes a 14 day incubation period. So you, you could be having it technically right now and not know it. You know, you could be asymptomatic for like two weeks before Here's the you know, killer. all of a sudden. Well, the killer, you could have it and then take mm-hmm. a test tomorrow and then like come back and come back negative Friday, but get it like Thursday so, like, you can still have it and pass it on and still think you're negative because you might catch it the day after you take the test. So the test Crazy. only give a snapshot of what you are in time, which is why the fact that, that, that the Orange Julius likes to point out that, well, we've had the most testing. Well, <laughs> no, it hasn't been the most testing per capita. At least it wasn't at the very beginning, and it wasn't for a long time. And then even though it was, we still need to have more testing per person especially for people who are in dangerous situations or more high risk situations like people working in healthcare, because one test doesn't prove it. We need several tests tracking and contact tracing, which can't be done without all the tests. So. Right. Right. That's right. Let's, let's, let's track us all. (laughs) Well, I mean, do you have a problem with contact tracing? I mean, that's how, that's how other countries did it and, and got a handle on it and are able to do things like, open school back up in the fall. We, everybody, this is the thing with the problem with Americans is that we want all the good stuff and don't want to have to deal with, with the stuff that comes with the good stuff. We want to open back up in the fall, but don't want to have to sacrifice our lives to be able to do it. We don't want to, we want to be able to fight the virus, but we don't want to stay home and, and watch Tiger King or whatever else comes out on Netflix or YouTube or whatever. 
Um, we're worried about quality watching. of life and yeah, calling co-host sidekick. Yeah, we we want we want we want high quality of life now, but we're on but we want high quality of life later too. But we don't realize the fact that we have to make some sacrifices to have a better quality of life later. And you know, I would love my quality of life would be great if I could just sit home and 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 do nothing and and then play with my new pool all day. That would be wonderful. I'd love to be able to do that, but no, I have work that I have to do outside of this. So typically, so I have to sacrifice today to, or tomorrow, the next day, and by doing that work, uh, and by doing so, so, so I, you are I, saying, I can get man, better. This is our yeah. new normal. That's what I'm you're saying. saying. I'm not necessarily saying it's a new this normal. This is our new it's, normal. I, We're gonna have to wear masks everywhere we go. That's our new normal. I mean, you don't have to well, wear a mask in your car. Quiet. You don't have to wear a mask if you know you're going to be able to be socially distanced from people. Like, if you're, like, the one place that me and my wife went in the, in the past three months or four months now, it's now four months, <clears throat> the one place we went, um, it was the one bar had outdoor seating only, reservations only, and everybody was socially distanced, and the two staff what members, i.e. the owners. from Milwaukee. Where'd he go? <laughs> what? It's not from Milwaukee. It's from Minnesota. <laughs> no. And now you've got me screwed up. He's not even from that either. He's from Missouri. <laughs> but, but, but. Are you just naming Missouri. There are a lot of M's. What happened to the, what happened to the guy from Montana? Elvis. That makes me feel happy. I think the I think People the M word maybe 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 maybe, maybe, maybe all the M words are a hint as to what you drank. Maybe it was Moscow Moscow mules or margaritas Ooh, or martinis. <laughs> oh man, about that. I just drank whiskey. I, just, I drank wait, wild Irish what am I doing though? Seriously, where you go? Hello? Paul, Hello? how's it going? Paul, she wants, hey, can she you hear me? This. Paul, yes. are you married? He's still there. Yeah, yeah still here. opinion. Please, Paul, are you for married? God's sake. Paul. Yeah. Are you married? No, I'm not married. Hey, are you married? Are you married, Pennsylvania? Am I married? Yeah. We're talking to Paul. <laughs> We can set up a love connection. We can do a love connection on Liberal mm-hmm. Dan Radio. Late night with Liberal Dan and Sidekick, <laughs> Percy Podcast, from the Percy Podcast. And Sidekick, host of the Percy Podcast. But no, um, yeah, so maybe you could, you know, I mean, she'd have to she'd have to find the right state in order to meet you, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, do you have any other points to make, Paul? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you understand how much you just demean me right now, dude? Why? You called me a sidekick. I don't want to hear nothing out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sidekick? How very dare you? That's fair, man. Batman and Robin. I am definitely not Robin. I am not going to walk around with no goddamn bloomers. Get out of here, Batman and Rob. Rob anyway, Robin. we're talking. We're talking this man right now. Let's shush. Let's Do you have anything else to add to the conversation, Paul? 
I mean, this it, I'd say this is going to end event. It's going to end eventually. This, this can't go on forever. Right. You know? No. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't go on forever. Um, yeah. But do you think it's worth taking the sacrifices and staying home and closing businesses and and keeping our kids home until we know it's safe? You know, is that worth? I mean, the, well, it has been going a long time. I I just think, as, as my dad's been pushing, we need to just take the precautions if we are out and about or out in the real world with the masks and and just be you know more clean and have uh our hand you know make sure our hands are clean and do the social distancing and everything and uh i mean paul paul what do you think don't give a hoot about any other thought just think to yourself right now how do you feel? Uh, I, well, uh, honestly, I mean, I, I'm not really, uh, I'm not happy about it, you know, having to just uh, be isolated and not be able to do much. And of course, I'm probably feel like everybody else uh, in this kind of situation, but I mean, we got to do what we got to do. You know, there's, there is stuff going on. There is people dying. There is people getting sick. I mean, we can't just run amok and be idiots out in this world and uh, risk our lives for, you know, something. We have to take it serious. But what if Absolutely. we weren't running amok and making it better? You know, like, what if, what if, what if the percentages spoke to the fact that maybe we should just continue on with life as normal? But if we I do that, it, and we, it, I think I think we've I think we've shown. If I can jump in back into the conversation yeah. for Liberal Dan Radio, my show, um, the fact that you know <laughs> we've shown that doing things what we what we felt was normal is problematic. We've we're seeing the states that don't want to make the sacrifices, the 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 Floridas of the world, the Georgias of the world. Uh, actually, I can't, shouldn't even say the Floridas of the world. There is only one Florida, thank goodness. Um, and these, these states are, are proving that you can't just do these things or else people are going to get sick and people are going to die well, and whatever, whatever, you and whatever, gave what, us the Sweden numbers and whatever. So it's three to 4%. It might be 5% at max. But I'm if just it's saying. Three to four, but, but that's the death rate. So if it's death rate is three to it's 3% and we can keep the infection rate low, then the total death numbers, the death totals will be lower. But if we don't keep the infection rate, if the, if, if the infection rate is triple or quadruple of what, what we might have if we did whatever we needed to do, it's even if It's still going to be the same percent. It's the same death rate, but it means, still means it's higher, it's more people dead. Thing. That's the I, thing that, I don't mean to sound insensitive. I'm just thinking of this thing like a war. Right, but maybe, but maybe that's why, as you said earlier in the show, that people are looking at you despite your, um, your claiming to be a Democrat and leftward leaning, which is a whole other conversation. I, 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 I could say for another show. I did extend the show for another half an hour, um, but I think that, you know, is that is that people are hearing you make the arguments that are being made by the red capped Americans. Um, so ultimately, are, you're saying I'm just wrong. 
I, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're wrong for being annoyed at having to stay home. I mean, I'd love to go out and do things too. I want to be able to take my wife out for dinners for our anniversary instead of having to stay home and do it. I'd love to be able to have our kids go go play with their friends and and be able to not worry about all the stuff that's going on in the world. It, it sucks. It absolutely sucks that we have to do all this stuff. But you know, maybe. Maybe does this mean that a lot of people have asked, or a lot of conservatives I've seen ask, well, does this mean that now we're going to start wearing masks during flu season too? Well, maybe, maybe that's something that's a good thing. But one of the one of the I think that most apt statements I've seen was that we've sold the coronavirus wrong, because or, or masks wrong because we've basically told people that wearing masks means you care about others and you have to actually care about others in order for that to affect you. If if you're if if you're a a selfish, and I'm not saying anybody on this call is selfish. Just don't don't get me wrong on that. But if you but if if you don't want to listen to the advice of the epidemiologists, a word that I finally learned how to spell, I guess recently because I've had to say it so many times. Um, the, the if you're not so gonna, you're basically you're not, saying I'm a sociopath if I don't wear a mask. That's basically what you're saying. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because if, if you're not out there and if you're not if, if you're if you're if you're not able to be socially distanced and you have to go to places like where you're going to be in contact with people, then yes, you need to be wearing a mask because if you're sick and you don't know that you're sick, but if you're still sick, you're going to be passing it on to others. And I I can't speak for you or anybody else on the phone call or anybody else on the planet, but if, if I knew that my actions caused someone else's loved one to die, I'd feel guilty as hell. I would feel so guilty that my actions caused somebody else to lose their life. I, I, I don't understand the mindset of the people who can't just get behind the idea of, of the fact that these, these experts and now look, All right. there are, so hold I, up. I, Being that okay. we've already established that apparently you think I'm a sociopath. Let's well, just you say. haven't specifically said that you are or are not wearing masks. So are you saying that you don't go wear masks in public? When you're not socially distanced I am, from people? I am saying it is mandated. No shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. Right. Period. All I'm saying is, do I agree with it? No. Do but I you're think? Oh. Uh, as long well, as you know following agreeing with it really doesn't matter. Right. I, I don't can care I, can if you I agree tell with you, it. Do you, do you wear a yellow star on your arm if you're a Jew? Oh, what? oh whoa. We come back to Nick Cannon territory. Woo, she went there. Um, <laughs> what kind look. of straw man, red herring, logical fallacy bullshit is this? Yeah, I, I will allow that bullshit comment because I will double down on that bullshit comment too. Because holy <laughs> crap, that there was wearing the star of David prevent you from having COVID nineteen. I'm, I'm going to drop some truth. I'm going to drop some truth right now. The difference between wearing a star of David on your arm and wearing a, a face mask is that in Nazi Germany, the Nazis viewed the Jews as the virus, and that that they were trying to eliminate. In America. The mask is to protect other people from a virus. So, if anything, it would have had to have been the other way around of people wearing of people wearing things to to protect people from others. But, who? I mean, 
I'm going to write that off as the uh, now. If Nick, maybe if Nick Cannon would have said that thing while drunk, bringing it back to the beginning of the show, maybe I'd have been like, you know what? Maybe maybe that was a drunken mistake of what he was saying. So I'm going to I'm going to let you. Actually, no, I'm not going to let you pass on that. That was a horrible comment, and you should feel bad about yourself for saying it. Yeah, yeah. Good retort. So what does that mean? That makes a lot of sense. What does what that mean? You it means feel bad about yourself it means you for, feel bad for, for making, making that comment. comment. Like, where did like, it even come like, from? Like, like, like does that mean, idea? like, hang up, done? I haven't hung up on you yet, but I want to hear your response on 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 the on 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 the uh, idea that of comparison. I'm because I'm, I'm not saying you equated because comparison and equating are two different things. But you know, you 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 basically have have suggested that there is some similarity between wearing a face mask and wearing a star of David, and as somebody who was raised Jewish, uh, I take offense to that, and I would like you to respond to that right quick. I take no offense to that. I'm saying that they are one in the same. I'm saying that it is the And we no longer have Pennsylvania on the phone with us. I wonder why that happened. Uh, let's see. That, that, is, wow. that is no. That is not going to happen. I'm sorry, wow. uh, Phil. I'm sorry, oh. Phil from Missouri. Uh, that 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 probably is not a love match for you. That's fine. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> wow. What? Wearing a mask. Oh, I can't. I might put that on my show. Wearing a mask <laughs> is like wearing the star of. The, like I say, she ain't never had a hardship in her life. She nope. never had to worry about any racism, bigotry being shot at, lifting a finger to do a job to make money. Like, if you really think that wearing a mask is oppression, get right. the fuck out of here. What? Wearing a, wow. wearing, a, wearing a mask is akin to wearing the Star of David. Uh, no. Oh, that is, that is, and these people really think like that. They, they do. Really and she claims like to that. be a Democrat. I mean, there are racist Democrats Man. out there, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, no. It's one of the interesting things, though, that that maybe bringing up that came up was the whole. Uh, maybe this is a whole different topic, but maybe we can throw it into the mix. Is 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 the is what is the difference between a leftist and a liberal? Um, because you know she's claimed to be a Democrat, but she didn't necessarily claim to be liberal. And there there are conservative Democrats out there. You're Joe Manchin's of the world who. Um, if you look at the map of what area code she was from and what area, there might be some intersection there between she went, she might have lived very close to West Virginia in the Pennsylvania area where she was from, but we don't know. Um, but I had an interesting conversation with 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 several people who 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 want to put it the difference between being a leftist and a liberal. And I've always thought that leftist was just the general overall all encompassing. Like if you're left of center, you're leftist. And then maybe you're progressive, maybe you're just you know kind of liberal, maybe you're a, you're maybe you're a, a, a kind of a, a, a centrist left of center type person. But I think I would think all of them are leftists. And I found that a bunch of people who I would typically label as progressives saying, "Oh no, I'm not liberal. Liberal is too conservative for me. I'm leftist." I'm like, "What?" So so I know this is a change of subject, but but what do you think about that? Nimbus. You're asking, uh, you're asking I'm Montana. You asking? I'm asking, I'm asking my, my, my sidekick. 
Oh man, well your side, you and your sidekick about to have probably about to have an argument because there is definitely a difference between liberal and leftist. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least the Overton window. I've always operated under the but I've always operated under the assumption that leftist was the wide umbrella that progressive, liberal, and other things fit under. And and right. recently in the past week, I've seen two I've seen two people described to say no leftist is far left and and make and 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 one of them even grouped centrist and moderates with liberals and i'm like whoa wait a second you know maybe mm-hmm. I re- maybe i named my show wrong if, if that's the case see well, somebody named somebody yeah, named me the, liberal dan thing, yes mm-hmm. i mean and, and here's the thing like uh i've learned like i've learned a lot over the past like three or four years with the Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden thing. Sure. Um, there, there is liberal, which right now uh, encompasses uh, centricism, and you know they, it's it's more of it's more left of conservatism, right? But then you have the leftists who are like nowhere near centrist. You know, I'm a leftist. You know, I'm. Um, like, as far as Joe Biden is concerned, like, it, I'll give you an example of what's going on right now. As far as Joe Biden is concerned, I feel like I'm coerced into voting for Joe Biden because he he isn't – I don't think he's even a liberal. You know what I'm saying? I honestly think that he's conservative, but is left of Trump, who is well past conservative, <laughs> leaning into uh, – leaning into white nationalist territory, leading into fascist territory. You know, our Overton window is so goddamn far to the right that people are calling Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama socialist when that's absolutely not the case. You know, Bernie Sanders, well, a, well, like Bernie thing, Sanders though, compared to other countries, Bernie Sanders compared to other countries is a centrist. You know, it's right. a centrist liberal. You know, but a lot of people don't understand anything outside of America so they see somebody like Bernie Sanders as like uh, M16 toting Che Guevara type situation, and it's not like that at all. You know, but that's so the thing, is that, is as far that, as that's that... concerned, there's a there's a difference. Be- there's a, it's still it's still minute, but there's still a difference between a liberal and a leftist now. Four years ago, back when Barack Obama was president, back when uh, George Bush was president, leftist meant from centricism to socialism. Now there has been a split between. Uh, centrist and leftist, and that's what's going on right now with the Overton window. And see, I would more more view what you are calling leftist as just somebody who I would label as progressive, like the progressive right. wing of 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 left wing politics is is what is what would you would say now? Now, granted, the re- the people that call the Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obamas of the world, Joe Bidens of the world, socialists. Mm-hmm. You know, those people are so far to the right that the difference between them, but the difference between them and and socialism and them and Barack Obama, it's just that looks small because they're so far to the right. It's like you know, if, if we're standing it's, fifty they, miles apart, they think that communists and socialists are exactly the same thing. You know, if you're right. if you're anything left of, if you're anything left of, uh, what's that dude name with the big forehead that uh, is Trump's. Secretary of the Stephen Miller. If you're anything yeah. left of Stephen oh, yeah. Miller and Steve Bannon, you're a socialist. You are Che right. Guevara. You are 
<laughs> you are a communist Gorbachev type person, and it's they don't know anything about politics. They just know that you know Fox News is right, uh, uh, Trump is right, regardless of how wrong he is, and anybody left of Trump is an absolute socialist and wants to come to your house and steal your toothbrush. And, and, and those people, I mean, they need their toothbrushes because you know a lot of, a lot of those. Uh, Absolutely. If, if your if your mouth is if your if your if your mouth is firmly <laughs> attached, uh, full human centipede on Trump, you need your toothbrush. Oh man, ridiculousness. Yes. So, How do you feel anyway. about um, uh, St. Louis? Oh. Is St. Louis still alive? Yes. Oh, uh, oh. Kanye West for president. <clears throat> Oh, he dropped out. Nah. He dropped out. No, no. <laughs> no. The yeah, only he, reason he already... I would vote for Kanye West for president is that he's he's the only he's the only guy right now that doesn't have a rape allegation. That would well, be the that's... only reason. You know, that's true. But, but then again, no, I mean, Kanye, look, Kanye West is bad shit. Me, me, and <laughs> me, and me, and Nimbus live in Louisiana. And and Louisiana's mm-hmm. probably would be the one of the last three states that vote for Donald John Trump and the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. So our votes really don't give it. So if 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 you were to tell me that you in Louisiana were voting for like third party, like a Green Party candidate or whatever, you know, I wouldn't give a shit. Again, language, but I don't care. We've already crossed that line enough today. I wouldn't care. It, it, Why? It's because time, Louis- it doesn't matter, Louisiana. <laughs> I would, I would rather, I would rather like you be like, look, I'm gonna talk to somebody in uh, Wisconsin. I'm gonna talk to somebody in Wisconsin, and I'm gonna say, look, I know you want this third, I know you want the Green Party candidate, but we need to defeat Trump. So if you were to say, look, you vote for Biden, and I'll vote for the Green Party candidate here. That way, the Green Party candidate is one vote closer to matching funds. But I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Do that if you can, because because our votes are. I mean, I would even consider doing that if I could be guaranteed that the person in the other state would be making the vote that's going to get rid of. Um, what did I call him the other day? Um, orange McFragile, orange McFragile pants. <laughs> because yeah, you know, when when he left the WHO because of his fragileness and he he can't handle you know somebody suggesting that there was a better way to do things. Because that's ultimately why he left the WHO is because they dared to suggest mm. that the China ban, the China travel ban, was was not the most efficient way for the United States to spare to spend their money and effort. That there was other ways to fight the fight the virus that were better, better, better suited. Um, and he was like, "Oh no, they talked bad about me. I have to leave them now." Um, so it's just, but him and, and the CDC, I don't. And it's I just essentially don't get. the same mentality. That uh, yeah. that that lady Lush had earlier, you know, I'm, I'm mildly inconvenienced, so fuck everybody else. It's right. that bullshit. You know, it, I wish I could bring up the numbers for Japan. Japan, they 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 were wearing masks back with the what was it, the swine flu or the bird flu? I forget which one, but they were wearing a mask and they have the mentality of I'm wearing a mask because I don't want you to get sick. And Japan right now can op- open back up their schools with no problems. Because they take they took those precautions before the coronavirus came out. They're straight. They're good. You know, us, we're so worried about our own discomfort, our own, what she say, quality of life or whatever, that we don't give a fuck whether or not we, um, we affect anyone else. And that's the reason why we haven't flattened our curve yet. 
because we're too worried about our own egos and our own sense of comfort instead of, you know, the actual science and actually not killing other people. It's ridiculous. Just to compare. That, I can even have that conversation about, uh, about gun, gun reform and whatnot. You know, I need to have my gun so I can protect myself. Well, the fact is when you uh, purchase guns, the bad guys have to purchase guns to go up against you, and the only ones profiting off of that is the gun lobby. But that's a whole different tangent conversation, whatever. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous that these people aren't taking basic precautions to prevent against that 3% uh, mortality rate. And like I said, I played D&D. 3% when it comes to death is a big enough percentage for you to open your eyes and be like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't send my kid to school. Maybe I shouldn't go to the bar even though I'm bored as hell. I just don't understand so, this mentality of only worrying about yourself. So here's the data. Uh, cumulative total deaths. If, if you look at the total, which is sometimes looking at the cumulative data is, mm-hmm. is a little bit misleading because some of these countries were front-loaded, like Italy. Italy was front-loaded, so you had a lot of deaths at the beginning, and they've cut them back now. They're doing much better now. But mm-hmm. if you look at the overall deaths um, comparatively, um, you know, Sweden – 570-something deaths per, per million. Japan, 7.7 deaths per million. Um, so that, that's and, – and Japan's population is 12 times that of Sweden. So Japan right. has had less overall deaths than Sweden. Sweden has, is just blowing away everyone per capita – and if you look at the seven-day rolling average when it comes to deaths, U.S. is actually slightly higher than Sweden. U.S. is about – is that about two deaths average per day is what it's showing per million. Uh, so that's two times 331 or whatever. Japan is – I have to go to the log graph because you can't even see it on the linear – Japan is at mm-hmm. less than 0.01 deaths per million per day. So, yes, absolutely. Japan, let's go to confirmed cases, cumulative confirmed cases of all these t- countries. Because, I mean, look, I, as I told our Lushy McLusherson from Pennsylvania, uh, who wouldn't share with us the, the, uh, her brand or her type, even her type. I want to know, is she a rum person? Was she a vodka person? Maybe it's. You know, time ago, and we've lost St. Paul or St. Louis. Sorry, St. Louis. Um, oh. For some reason, the the uh, the web page is not loading properly. You can hear me, right, Nimbus? Can't you? Yeah, I can still hear. Okay, good. So confirmed cases for the oh, it's I've lost some country. I've, I've regained some. Uh, they reloaded all the data, so I have to recheck all this. But I was, but the I mean, look. Yeah, we're going to bring up Japan. Let's bring up Japan again um, into the map. And there's probably a reason why they weren't listed in the map is because they're just doing so well. And if we go to cumulative confirmed cases with all of these folks, and it's going to load forever, but I think we'll, we'll understand why Japan can do all these things is because they have a handle on it, because they view they view wearing masks as something that you do for other people. They look at it as something that is, that is, you know, 
they're not being selfish about the whole things. And Japan, I mean, you can buy some weird things and some vending machines in Japan. There are some weird mm-hmm. coffee houses too in Japan, and they do some weird ass stuff over there that that right. I don't think I've ever seen in America. <laughs> so so if they can keep the if they if they can not do what we do and 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 do and look out for their fellow human beings being a culture that is permissive of some sexual things that we're kind of puritanical about mm. we should be able to at least we should and we're more puritanical when it comes to sex about a lot of things than i think japan is now granted um we do have some interesting kinks as as were discussed on the smooth sounds of the percy podcast this week mm-hmm. um but, you know, they can do it. We can do it, too. And I just can't understand. This is probably why I'm failing, because uh, here we go. I, I was able to get this done. So Japan, cumulative cases, um, 10,000 per. Oh, let's get rid of the per million. There we go. Cumulative cases, 3.36 million as opposed to 22,000. That's overall. Mm -hmm. Seven-day rolling average. Um, Still not. Let's see new per day. Let's do per million. I don't know. I don't know how this is sorting it out. But Pan has like Three hundred or seven hundred eighteen new per day, or two hundred eighty-eight was yesterday's one, as compared to the sixty-eight thousand in the United States. That's why Japan could open up, because Japan has a handle on this, and we don't. So, again, I, I've always said on the show, I'm data-driven. So I'm gonna, I can look at this map, and we can bring it up, and we can talk about the data until we're blue in the face. But this data shows why we're sucking at this. And other countries can do what we want to do. But I have an opinion because Donald Trump brought up in the whole let's put kids back to school type thing. Donald Trump brought up Sweden in one of the totals. Donald Trump probably looked at the overall deaths at Sweden and was like, oh, well, they have much less deaths than we are. They're doing the right thing. And he probably even considered the fact that of looking at per capita because as I said before, and I said again, I don't think conservatives understand the idea of a rate. I don't think conservatives right. understand the idea of, of of per capita. I don't think conservatives understand that sort of thing. We'll, so, we'll say thirteen, you know, thirteen percent, fifteen percent all day to their blue in the face, but don't understand. Uh, don't understand per capita. It was like, oh, well, white people are being killed by police more than black people. It's like, yeah, but at the same rate, you know, at the same percentage. It's, it, once you factor that in, you understand that black people are getting killed at three times the rate as white people. But you don't understand that part because that doesn't fit into your rhetoric. And even, even if it even if it wasn't like that, you know, why aren't you upset that more white people are getting killed than black people by the police? You know, the problem is with the police, not the race of everybody that's getting killed as per your own rhetoric, but there's still a problem. 
They don't understand that. They don't understand these little little nuances. And it's ridiculous. Hello? Yes, good. Hello? I'm glad you were continuing to talk. Okay. I'm here. I, I had to reconnect okay. via my cell phone because something was lost. I'm so happy you kept on talking. <laughs> okay. this, this is part yeah, of the problem. I mean, this is part of the problems with blog talk radio is that we have technical issues where I, I can sometimes lose uh, the system. I have to jump back in to the, uh, to the call as such. I still haven't tried anybody calling in on anchor. I'm afraid that stuff is going to happen, but I mean, We're gonna have the, to try, we are going to have to try that one day. We are. I do want to try that Absolutely. one day with you over there. That, that will be something Absolutely. that we'll have I got to find a day we'll where I'm to... not like asleep during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, if if you need to meet it tonight, I could do it at night as well. I, I again, I'm I'm very wide open. You know, the work that I'm doing is contract based, and you know, I can pretty much do it whenever I need to do it. And you know, I'm up late at night. Oh, and we'll definitely happen too, cause, that Because like, yeah, I want we're to specifically talk to you about this uh, Nick Cannon thing because cause I'm not I'm not versed on the history of the Jewish people. You know, um, and I I actually don't know anybody that is versed on. Uh, the, the Nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan situation necessarily. All I know is that it's a lot of rhetoric that the Nazis use. There's a lot of rhetoric that the Groypers like to use. And right. it already doesn't pass the smell test with me. Exactly. And straight up, that, like, I'm pretty damn sure white people weren't created by a guy named Yakub. It sounds stupid. You know, right. If there's any validity to that, it's it's their responsibility to bring that forth. But right now, I mean, I'm I'm atheist slash agnostic. I'm not really religious as it is, you know. So right. you're really gonna have to bring some data for me to understand whether or not you know black people were the actual Jews or some shit like that for me to even give that any type of validity, especially when you're hating on Jewish people for their compulsory characteristics. Right. So it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I would love to delve into that further because before this whole situation, you know, as much as I made fun of Nick Cannon for going up against Eminem, that was a rat beef. That wasn't anything super political. You know, right. this this wanders into politics and wanders into racism and racial bigotry. And so now I have to change my opinion on Nick Cannon because he either said or agreed with some shit that I would crucify a white supremacist for saying. Right. So oh, and that's it. it, is, it is. So is. I'm glad you were able to call in and talk about that. That 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 we were also able to have our fun chat with uh, Paul from St. Louis and <laughs> what's your face, uh, Nazi and what's her face from Pennsylvania person. Drunky McDunkerson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, her cell phone was from Pennsylvania, but nowadays you never know. I mean, because you can get a cell phone in mm-hmm. one state and then move to another. I mean, you have probably have a bunch of people living in Houston right now who still have 504 area codes because they evacuated Katrina and just stayed. So, right. you know, you I mean, never and know. And I'm calling Blog Talk Radio in New York, and I know you don't live in New yeah. York. Exactly. So, um, anything that you have to add? When's the next, uh, do you know when the next episode of the Percy Podcast is going to come up? <clears throat> All right. I never know specifically when the next uh, episode is, but I do an episode every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and that's when I upload. You know, uh, sometimes I do, like, special episodes on a different date, but that's just something, like, really pops off that I know about and then I could talk about for a while. But Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, 
uh, check me out at the Percy Podcast on Twitter. And if you wanna if you wanna join my Patreon or whatever, backslash the Percy Podcast, become a Percy patron. I'm gonna shout you out every day, just like I shout out uh, Liberal Dan. That's pretty cool. much anyway, yeah, that's, and I'm always shouting you out as well to send the people your way. I hope it helps. I hope, and I hope yours helps us. I'm gonna have to record another we'll, for your your podcast because our commercials are getting stale. You know, that's, yeah, I got like I could recite the Liberal Dan commercial by heart by now. <laughs> yeah, I'll come up with some more bad impressions for that too. So <laughs> anyway. So, but thank you again for calling in. We will definitely for one as well. So, and again, listen to the Percy Podcast at the Percy Podcast on Twitter from my little brother and your host with the most, Nimbus Yosh. Man, be cool, stay safe, mind your butt, and holler back at your boy, Percy. <laughs> and that is this week's end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Uh, you can tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central, normally. Uh, if I don't have a power outage, uh, you can also follow me at Liberal, at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, and uh, LiberalDan.com. And for the Anchor broadcast, also Liberal Dan on Anchor.fm, and then my Patreon is Liberal Dan as well over there. So until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.